Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe to know from masterpieces to deep fried tacos and if the movie sucks you might hear them say there's no telling where the guys will take you get ready for a spoiler won't say it twice cause we're already Broadcasting from the lush, but well, no, we're not broadcasting from there at all. We're broadcasting from like four undisclosed locations. This is a real spoilers episode seven sixteen. Black Panther, Wakanda forever. I feel like I'm supposed to throw up a fist or please don't do that. No, no, yeah, no. No, We're on video now. We're on video. Don't do that. (laughs) So I'm in Atlanta, so we couldn't get into the house. I guess they could, but it would be a crime. Did they? Did Marvel invite you to take a tour of the the studio there? Sure. Let's say yes. (laughs) Okay. I just wanted. I mean, that's great tie-in for the episode. That's awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, I you know I had to sign an NDA. I couldn't take any pictures. I can't share anything. Sure. Of course. Absolutely happened. Okay. You signed an NDA. You're still signing the NDA. Yeah. <laughs> there was a retina scan. It was a whole thing. I guess let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. This is oh, Tom. This is Rick. And this is Rick. <laughs> it, Rick is joining us via the magic of ZoomTube, although we're all magical today. Hey, Rick. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me, guys. So you should tell us a little bit about your background because it's pretty impressive. Oh, well, I wouldn't say that, but thank you. <laughs> well, We would. Yeah, based on for who the, you're for this talking show, to right absolutely. now. Yeah, absolutely yeah, it is. I'm actually from the Atlanta area, which is weird that you're there and I'm no longer for a few weeks. He fled when he found out <laughs> I was arriving. 
Yeah, so I've got a a little bit of a history with Marvel Studios. I've been you could check my MDBs, but I worked on quite a number of things in the last five six years ish. Not Black Panther. I wouldn't be on here for that. So <laughs> officially, I'm not here from Marvel at all. By the way, I'm just a <laughs> fan of Marble and I'm a fan of your guys' show and uh, making this happen. So thanks to Kevin for that. But what do you want to know? You want to know like what should I name off for you guys? What, what have you worked on? Now I need to look up my own IMDb. <laughs> so a couple of years ago, I worked on Thor Ragnarok. That was my first Marvel project. And what so, was your role on role? What was your role there? So back then, I was sort of on set doing something called EndCam. It's like a visual effects tool. Okay. I'm not sure if Marvel is using it anymore, but I'm not going to go into details on that because that would take way too long. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then I ended up moving from LA out here to Georgia to work on the Infinity War and Endgame movies. So those that was a long one because you know they shot both of those together. Sure. And then after that, I ended up becoming an assistant editor. So I was doing dailies on those Marvel movies. And then I became an assistant editor and been doing Marvel stuff as in that role for a few years. So whatever the Disney Plus stuff was, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, some more coming up that I won't be able to talk too much about yet. <laughs> no no She-Hulk, though. I did not work on She-Hulk. No, that was some friends of mine. A lot of these things, um, they're all shooting in Atlanta, but they're happening at the same time. And they each have yeah. their own teams. So if you're on one, you can't really get on. Oh, the other sure, one. sure, sure. No, that makes sense. That's awesome, that though. I mean, I mean, Disney Plus, for the Marvel stuff, they've had some great shows. Like you said, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel. I, I mean, I've enjoyed all the Disney Plus stuff. I think we all have. I don't think they've had a miss yet. It's kind of the same as the movies. You come out of every single one going, <laughs> right. like pretty decent and then a week or two later you're thinking yeah but how do they compare to all the others because they're all like pretty good it's yeah i think we've said that like even the lower tier marvel stuff you're still like it still was fun movie i'm still having a good time at it yeah i mean i watch i mean i need to watch thor thor 2 or iron man 2 again but but they're not bad movies they're not bad movies that's what we always right. say. It doesn't like yeah. if you're trying to rank them. First of all, it's really hard with the amount of them and the yeah, quality. especially now. But when you talk about the lower tier, just because technically there has to be if you're ranking anything, there none of them are bad. You know, obviously there's that whole DC versus Marvel thing, which is absurd that it has to even exist. <laughs> it would be age, versus but... if maybe the other person was putting out quality content. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, then it could be fun. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But they, you know, there are people that will hate on and give everything Marvel does a one. You know, if they're rating on IMDb, all that it's so silly. It's like no, none of these movies are bad. It, they could be not your t- cup of tea. But when people rate them like the one or point five stars or whatever, it's like no. It's, yeah. Right. What, are you, what are you doing? I see on here, one of your most recent credits is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I'm sure you're not able to say anything about. But right. I know we're all really excited for that one. So that's pretty cool. Well, you can get a little taste of that in a couple of weeks when the Christmas special comes out. Oh. Pretty excited. Oh, you worked on the Christmas special? They shot those kind of at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Oh, well, okay. I, that, that makes a lot of sense. That will be fun. That is going to be really fun. And it's crazy. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you know the news, but with James Gunn going between Marvel and, and heading up DC now, that's wild. It is pretty wild that someone's managed to navigate that yeah. successfully. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, really cool. I mean, it's crazy to think that like the door opened up over there and he went over there for a bit and then he came back and still was able to do the Guardians 3 and the Christmas special and then hop back over to DC and run the joint. So it's At a certain point, if you're important enough to either, then they're going to figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah, it's and cool. It seems like he is. So You I, know, here's something I haven't heard anybody say, and I don't pay that much attention to 
to Twitter even before all the uh, late crazy stuff. <laughs> it's but, uh, bonkers, man. So maybe someone said this, but <laughs> I feel like James Gunn is our best hope at getting a cinematic Marvel DC crossover. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, could the, you imagine? Could you imagine the amount I mean, of money all, that would make? It's play. I mean, it, James Gunn has made these wildly successful Marvel movies that everyone loves. He's, He's got set, friends in both camps and, now, and, right? Mm-hmm. But he set yeah. the tone for MCU, right? Like after Guardians, everything kind of had that comedy feel to it, and it really changed the tone of the movies. Then he jumps over and makes the. Like the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker are great. Some of the my favorite stuff at DC. Now he's heading that place up. So he's got he's made quality products on both sides. He's obviously a great filmmaker, and I totally agree. Like if if anyone can do it, like I mean, yeah, he's got the connections. Can I tell you what I would rather have is like don't give me the Avengers versus the Justice League, but like give me one character and one character. Hmm. Like give me Spider Man and I don't you know not the Flash. But the Flash, if that hey, makes why? sense, he's, he's a different Flash. Up. Maybe he's gonna team him up with all their analogs. You're gonna have like... yeah. Give me, give me a Hawkeye and a Green Arrow. Right. I mean, like, that's what they would always day. do in the comics, right? Yeah. They'd always team yeah. up Superman and and Captain America or Batman and Moon Knight. Right. Like, they would I mean, always have Superman and the Silver Surfer all day. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, my, I'm think, I'm my... guessing just because of how much work it took to get Spider Man in the MCU, it might be a long shot. <laughs> so very true. In a completely other studio. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, when they start to see, I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow or anything. But if the numbers start kind of petering out, if they'll have if to the, figure something out, the quote unquote superhero fatigue, which I clearly I don't. We think keep talking. We keep talking about it, and it's yet to happen. But if it ever does happen, you know that both studios are going to be like, "Hey, we've got this idea." You know, hey, can... you, you've got a space cop? We've got a space <laughs> cop. Hmm, what can we do with that? 48 hours. Oh, with, um, with the Green Lantern and Nova all day. <laughs> so I do have a good James Gunn story if you guys want. Sure. Heck yeah. This is before before Guardians was shooting. Actually, it was when Suicide Squad was shooting. I used to be the guy who ran the theater for the screenings at Pinewood Studios. Oh, nice. Dope. And they would just send him, the studios would send James Gunn like movies to watch because they want him to watch stuff. And so we'd set him up for him on Sundays. And I watched the Academy Award winning movies that year. It was like Knives Out one Sunday and Parasite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. My joke for anyone who came through with these screenings was to joke, say, the only movie they sent me was insert the kids movie of the week <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i said that week was uh it was the playmobile movie remember when oh, that came out oh yeah 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 budget no we did not the, the budget lego movie uh, so i made the joke while everyone was coming in like hey sorry they only sent me the playmobile movie that's the one you guys are here for right and he started laughing <laughs> you know that was always a hit with everybody that's pretty good and then he's like you know what's funny is my very first movie was a playmobile movie because oh. when I was a kid, I grabbed all those toys and was making little movies. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! It was all blood and guts and violence. <laughs> That's funny. That's well, so great. That's great. So well, he's... he watched into the story about how he was making a movie with those little toys. I thought it was so great, man. You should have gotten a copy of it. I'm sure he has it on VHS somewhere. You know what? That's a good question. I should ask. Right? Yeah, that. So he was talking to somebody else about. Yeah, I made Suicide Squad, but part of the deal was I wanted it to be R-rated, and so they had to, you know, come to that agreement. And I said, so if you ever make a Playmobil movie, <laughs> R-rated, right? It would have to be. <laughs> Perfect. It's definitely in my no, He's contract. even bigger now. It's NC-17. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you might. Yeah. He might get it unrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It'll be so good.
So we should probably do shameless plugs. Where's my Word document? There it is. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Uh, maybe leave us a review. That's always helpful. You can also share an episode, which is super helpful and a great way to let like-minded people know that we exist. So here are people who are kind enough to share an episode this week. Librarian Cynthia, Lane LeVanway, Ralph Tribble, Chris Sanders, Gabriel Lugo, Travis Tewitt, Tom Dowdy, Tammy Lynn Powers Betts, Chris Valls, Chris Magic Man, Julianne Jordan, Heather Sachs, Dissect That Film, Christopher Rex, Chris Williams, Ken Holtzhauser, L is Not, Spoiler Piece Theater, Linda Wright, The Real Pete, Binge Movies, Mike Mike and Oscar, Geek to Me Radio, Matt Naglia, Feel and Film, Ronnie Castle, Invasion of the Remake, Nguyen Lee, In Session Film, and Ryan Terry. So thank you very much for sharing an episode. And of course, don't forget, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash realspoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content, and we like you extra. So um, We have a review, too. Oh, how about that? Oh, yeah. Is it yeah. worth reading, or are we going to yeah. oh, no, be upset? Yeah, We're going to yeah. cry. No, no, it's good. <laughs> okay. uh, five stars over on iTunes. Uh, great podcast. Though they sometimes segue into other films for tw- 10 to 20 minutes. No. Kind of annoying. Kind yeah. of annoying. Other, other than, than that, that, I love it. <laughs> yeah. You'll come to love that. You'll, yeah, all right. Like, people at first are like, what are they doing? And then eventually you're just like, oh, okay. That's, it's just part of the show. Yeah. It must be a newer newer listener. It must yeah. be, yeah. But you'll get used to it. <laughs> Real, also, wait, we real, should real quick, real yeah. quick. I've left you guys a review before. Have you? Yeah, on I, iTunes. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, wait a minute. Guys. Are you that guy that said one star? These guys suck, <laughs> and then I put it on a T-shirt. You're gonna need to narrow that down. Proud yeah, to say that was not me. No, you read it on the air. This was okay. a couple years ago. I remember oh. it was the woman on the train episode. At the oh. time, you said it was the best review you'd ever gotten. Oh my gosh! Whoa. I think that was Tom O'Keefe. That was Tom's wife who said that. Oh, <laughs> oh, dang! Maybe we need to. Maybe we need In to. In fact, she's about to walk back. behind me on her way. Oh, to the there, she is. <laughs> there she is! There she goes! Thank you. Yeah. She uh, what was your What was your username? Do you remember? Yeah, uh, yeah. I use my email address. It's RB Ives. Okay. Singing snowman. It. Yeah. <laughs> I went into all the inside jokes that you guys have, and you're like, "Dang, this guy's been watching the show forever," and I really have. I That's remember awesome. sitting. Doing dailies in the middle of the night on the Avengers movies and listening to you guys talk about the other Avengers. Wait movies a minute, that's insane. That's Are you serious on. right now? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh amazing. my god, that's Hold so on. great. So we were a part behind the scenes of the you Avengers there, movies. Now, keep in mind, I listen to a lot of podcasts in the middle. Of the <laughs> no, night. no, 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 one, so, so, no, 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 no. Hey, we're, we're in the mix. Yeah, you know? we don't need that part. Just yeah, we'll we take were, it. <laughs> Well, let me ask you. I look at it like this. When I when I when I worked at a grocery store a million years ago and I was like twenty two, there was this girl that worked there and she was a legit smoke show. And <laughs> one day she comes up to me out of the blue and she's like, Do you want to go to the zoo or something with me sometime? I have no idea why. And we went on the date and it was horrible. Like we <laughs> it was just bad from beginning to end. But like an Oscar it was an honor just to have been nominated, right? Sure. To know for a brief period of time I was in the mix. That's how I feel about that story. <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. It is, it is crazy, though. I mean, the Marvel stuff, when did we st- – so we didn't do Iron Man. We didn't do Thor. Yeah, well, I mean, so 2013 we, was when so we started. Man, so what would have – Man of Steel. Uh, right. Uh, but so what post Iron Man 2, right? We did talk Iron Man 2, didn't we? We had to have because well, it was, uh, I mean the Thor, Avengers was, was twenty twelve. Was it Thor two? Was our first? I remember something to do with Thor was an early one for us. Uh, yeah, possibly. So oh, Avengers remember. was twenty twelve, so it would have right. been right before. 
Yeah, yeah I don't remember, yet. but I, I Thor it was either two, Iron Man though. two or Thor two. Iron Man but that's two crazy is twenty ten. That... Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah. Iron Man. Well, maybe the next time it's a slow week, maybe we circle back so we can. That would be amazing. All of these, yeah, that'd be good stuff. But twenty twenty thirteen was Iron Man three and Thor: The Dark World. So okay, okay, it's crazy to think that Rick was listening to us. Working on those Avengers movies. That's so long ago. That's it so is, it, you, That's yes, cool. it is so long ago. So we should probably talk about the movie because I'm in a hotel room that I'll have to check out of. <laughs> oh. So. All right. You didn't get the extended stay, just in case. I did not get the extended well, yeah, yeah, stay. I saw your wife leave for the gym, so I know she's going to be there for No, a she was back from the gym, so she was oh, going right. to wash the gem off of her so, um, which is great which is i'm grateful because i got to sit next to her on a plane so yeah well, if, you, uh, if you have to bounce real spoilers has no budget for over overage fees so <laughs> you might have also, to take over the closing there you go spoiler so, so i i think black panther dick this go. is the movie that the eternals wanted to be hmm I, I think lo- I love Eternals for the record. So I know you do. So and I, and I, like, yeah, I, I, I quite liked it too. I yeah. totally, I, I respect your decisions and your <laughs> and your loves. But to until me, now, until right now, <laughs> but this man, this is. I don't remember. Like this is a different move. This is a different tone than anything they've done at Marvel. Yeah, but it had to be. It did. It yeah. did. And but we've I never can- seen anything like this with any lead actor in a franchise passing away and them recognizing the character passing away like Fast and Furious. <laughs> no, but they never die. say that he, he didn't yeah, die. Yeah, they don't they, they right? don't say that the character died, but right. they certainly address I mean you I was, know what they're getting at. You do, but they don't but they let him ride off into the sunset. I mean this is the Literally. first time they <laughs> right. really I'm, took it in the in the opening five minutes too, right? Yeah. The elephant in the room. We're just gonna <laughs> take care of this right now. <laughs> Which is smart because they they needed to. They they yeah. I think if they There's had played nothing this game, they could have done. Yeah. But and this, also I, I think it would have been really bad if they had made the movie about him dying. Right. You know what I mean? Especially right. since it would have all been off camera. And they but do like, they do sort of do that. They, but it's, it's more about his the characters, grief, about right. the grief and yes. their reaction to and his the trauma. Because yeah, you always wonder how are you gonna kill a character off screen who's so important? Yeah. And it was really smart to say, you know what? We're going to do it from the perspective of the next main character. I But yeah. what I also think is kind of brilliant is it's not Thanos, it's not Kang, it's not Doctor Doom, which I kind of was hoping was in this movie but wasn't. <laughs> I was uh, But it's it's something completely relatable. It's yeah. cancer. And they don't say right. that it's cancer because obviously that's what really happened in real life, but they definitely allude to I it being I think cancer. they also don't want to paint themselves in a corner from a storytelling standpoint. Like if at some point they have a character that knows sure. how to beat that, you know what I mean? I mean that it's, God you know, forbid like, they introduce Captain Marvel. Yeah. And now we're because, all in like, that's the That's the problem with superhero movies with, with when something like from real life encroaches in this kind of manner is that like they, they always win their battles, right? And sure, so it's sure. like... It, and they and they have all this advanced science, but yet like there's still thing cancer, yeah, right. And so that that that's kind of a weird juxtaposition, or it's also kind of downbeat to say like no matter how smart we get, <laughs> like we're still going to lose to cancer. Like that's yeah. you know there is something I don't know, but there is something kind of relatable. Kind of going back to what Joe said though, like you've got the Black Panther who is this incredible superhero and wins all these battles and fights with the Avengers. But at the end of the day, it's like no matter what money, no matter what technology, there's still things that I mean, you just can't 
beat and i know For that's sure. kind of it's da- it's kind of down i know that it's kind of downbeat especially in a movie that usually the superhero movies kind of bring you up in the end but it is relatable because we face loss all the time and it doesn't matter how rich you are it doesn't matter how famous you are that's something that everyone can relate to losing someone and so i think them doing it i mean obviously their hand was forced in this direction but rather than recast which you know i'm split on like i do think it'd be cool if they if the character could have lived on but spoilers the, you don't have to recast him now <laughs> well v- very true but yeah i'm, I'm split on because i'm like you know they just gotta wait 20 years <laughs> but they recast batman they recast superman sure, sure. they recast i mean they recast everybody and now you have this black panther was a huge movie you have a black superhero it, it did tremendous for audiences you know people in the black community could see themselves and then it's like well no you don't get to recast and live the character live on he's dead and so i I'm torn from that manner, but with that being said, the way they handled it was beautiful. The way that they handled grief and loss and the characters coping with that, a mother, a sister, a wife, a father, all of that from all the friends, obviously, and family, it, it was really handled beautifully. And I think with all of the cultural stuff that they did in Wakanda with the funeral and, and just the different way that people grief and celebrating life, I, I think that they handled it amazingly. So props to them for, for being able to take this real life tragedy and pay tribute to the actor. who Obviously, this sure, is a sure, huge, sure, sure. you know, dedicated to Chadwick Boseman. And it was great just being able to see the mural and hear these people, the characters talk about him when you know they're really also saying Chadwick Boseman, really. They're, I think uh, I, my daughter, actually, I took my oldest to see this and she picked up on that almost immediately. She said when we left, I was like, you know, talking to her and she was like, it just felt real like all of the grief and all of the all of the sadness felt real and she's like and she said even you know she's 10 11 and she was like because it is real right you know like actors are really grieving on the screen and so and i and i think no go ahead ahead. i wanted to ask what your guys experience in the theater was like for that opening few minutes it was for me for me personally it was like it like immediately got me like I, I felt the tears welling up. That Marvel intro, the Marvel was intro was with, pretty with him and every With him in yeah. every letter, I started like my eyes yeah. were welling up when they did in that. Total silence. Yes, yeah. it, it, Man, yeah, I, no I, that's the first time I remember wanting to clap and cheer, and also at the exact <laughs> same time. <laughs> can't even breathe well <laughs> no. i could see it going either way in my theater again it was complete silence but i could see that where people want to celebrate chadwick celebrate his accomplishments and cheer for him but then also it's like a moment of silence and this beautiful yeah, yeah. footage of him and everything and uh, yeah, they did a purple background and every letter of marvel was footage of of Black Panther slash Chadwick Boseman up there and all his scenes from the movies. It was handled so beautifully. Again, that and the funeral scene and everything. But yeah, I agree. It was it was good that they got out of the way for the story, but also the whole movie really is dealing with this loss and how different characters handle that and cope yeah. with it and sends them on different paths. And Shuri, who is, you know, takes over pretty much as the lead in this movie, she's she's got a lot to do here and she gets more to do as the movie goes on. I think that Ryan Coogler had an unenviable task, much like oh good lord, the conjuring guy. James Wan. Yeah, they did on Fast and Furious. You know, yeah. like a mat having to redo and you can I, it's funny as as I as I was watching it, I was like, okay, these look to be like bits and pieces that were probably it was supposed to be the Black Panther versus right like yeah, that's what yeah, they were doing definitely and there, you can definitely tell there are moments where I was like okay this is definitely like 
we, we're going to take this piece out that was supposed to be Chadwick Boseman and we'll just make it Shuri at this point. But he had to redo that whole script. He had to re, you know, had to retool that whole thing and make it work and find a way to make it cohesive. And I don't think he's getting enough credit, much like James Wan for having this. I mean, James Wan saved that franchise, whatever that franchise became like it is what it is. But that franchise does not continue unless James Wan steps up and makes that work post the accident. Ryan Coogler is in the same boat here. And I think he made. I think I, I always thought that Captain America, First Avenger, and Winter Soldier were like the best one-two punch that Marvel has ever done, and I think Black Panther one and two might be better. Mm. Like in mm. that, in that, in the in the grand scheme of things, I think the the Black Panther one and two are like perfect movies. You can't like this is a perfect movie. You cannot change anything about this. See, I wouldn't I, agree there. I, I'm gonna I, have I, some changes for you. Yeah, uh, like I, I, yeah, I, I, just, I thought this movie but... really drags and spots it, I interesting think it, i didn't it feel did not need all. to be two hours and 40 minutes i also get that like like they had a, a practically impossible task laid out in front of them which is like make a fun superhero movie about your main character about grief. Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, right right and also your the actor is really dead it's not just a contract negotiation and somebody wanted more money and walked away like you and you killed off a character like you you got to figure you know it I mean? out like you've got real grief hanging over and so it's like and I, and I do think the movie is as well as it handles it it also still suffers because it never really gets to be fun in the same way it's true because it because yeah. it can't and so like it's hard to hold it against it but it also doesn't change the fact that it's still isn't fun in the same totally way. it's really Was the hard first to black panther fun um more fun than this i think i, I think he yeah. chadwick boseman is so here you go kevin so cool he's so charismatic smooth. yeah he's very that, charismatic. That, like he has you know he has that relationship with shuri and like all of, he's he is he brings an era of fun and i think tom to your point the the scene that i that i think of when i think about fun is is um shuri and the gal from the the head the head lady the head of the security yeah okoye okoye oh yeah go to mit and find riri like that that those interactions when they're out when they're out of yeah when they're they're out of wakanda i think are fun Mm -hmm. and i think riri williams who is kind of your new iron man right uh, if you have invincible iron man maybe i think it's like number 11 congratulations (laughs) because that is now an expensive book she that character does bring an era of uh or of some levity right like that's that's i think that's where she comes in i think she's great as well i think she kind of steals the show for me i thought she was fantastic but i do agree that this is definitely a much more somber not typical you know it's it's crazy because thor 4 was so over the top yeah. with the comedy and this is like none of it mm. well and, I mean? and like it's very different they, and i also get that like if they had pivoted and done this like really touching opening scene and then was like enough all that waka waka it undermines everything that came before it so like i i i understand the choices that they made and you know and, and a lot of times i'll sit here and be like here's what they should have done i don't know what don't they should have done right like i don't have a better they probably like, did as much as they could it's an yeah, impossible for, task. It's for a sure. Like right now, I, I, I feel just you know 
like a politician. I'm going to tell you everything that's wrong. I don't have a solution, <laughs> but man, that other guy. Um, I, I think that I think you're right, though, when you say like they handled everything beautifully, but it is hard to change the tone. It's really hard to switch gears after they're dealing with all this grief and the real life tragedy. Uh, I do think they did a really good job with what they were handed. I, I think it was long. I think you felt the two hours and 40 minutes. I think oh, maybe see, closer I didn't to two. Was it 240 or 240? Yeah, Oh, so, 241, okay. not that I was counting. Uh, I, I think keep it closer to two or maybe even 220. I mean, I, I just think... Tom knows you... because of how many times he went to the bathroom. Actually, <laughs> I didn't pee one time. Oh. Dang. I know. I, I, you I finally was... got that back installed. Nice. Yeah, no, I know. The doctor gave me medicine. Oh. <laughs> but your day's coming. Shut that drop. <laughs> But you know, so I just, I just think like they could have tightened it up a bit. There was, you know, and again, I can't exactly pinpoint where, but I think that there For were sure. a lot of moments where they just dragged a little bit too long. But, um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I, I thought the action was good. It was fun. I mean, the introduction. It was Dominique Thorne plays Riri. I agree. I thought she was really good. And so we've got Ironheart now, and and you've got and she's know, getting her own show, right? Is she getting a, a Disney getting Plus a- show? Uh, did you work on anything for that? I guess Rick? I. Rick's over there like, Rick? please don't ask me. Please don't <laughs> yeah. ask me. No I comment. thought they announced. I thought they announced. You, something you know what for the her. look on his face was, guys. If you ever want to know what you look like when your wife's like, do you think she's cute? <laughs> like that's, that's what his face looked like. Okay, it sounds familiar, but I don't follow all the. the you know, the I thought plan th- goes I out. thought that there was something. You know, they they put out that. 30-year plan and they've got stuff you're like what Let, the hell is that let's just say i don't think they introduced her for a one-off no. movie i, I can tell you it unlikely. is uh it is in the news and easily fightable that Ironheart has wrapped shooting there okay. we go there thank you, go. you. Okay. Th- see that's what we're talking about rick so, that's the most diplomatic way to possibly say <laughs> that so so they introduce her and she'll be doing her thing and, and you're right she kind of fills that tony stark iron man void yeah. but you get her and okoye and lapita nyango comes back and for this one who had this romantic relationship in the first one with t'challa and we find out spoilers that Man, uh, you're going right you're going going to the i was, gonna, I was gonna, gonna hold it for a little bit damn <laughs> well i mean no we might as well put it out there yeah, yeah. she that uh, the reason Okoya has been gone and left is because she was pregnant. And now that she has a son that she has talked to Angela Bassett and they kind of decided let's keep him away. Let's keep him away from the throne, keep him away from Wakanda, let him live a normal life. And that's the scene that kicked me in the yeah, like so he, cards on the table. I cried twice in this movie, and it was the first scene and the I'm, very last scene. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you all the all day. When he when when the boy walks out and and Shuri sees him for the first time, and oh imme- my gosh. and you and you know you know as soon as you see you know his yeah. little head, they're like, okay, we know who this is going to be. And then when he says what his name is, you know, like his his I'm not going to say like American name, but his not wakandan name is you know something very well it wouldn't have there there there, it would not be an american name. that's it'd be like a haitian name haitian name name, and then yeah yeah, his wakanda says that my my real name is t'challa and i was like god that's you know i i didn't i meant to look it up i the kid looks a lot like him they didn't use one of his real kids did they i mean that would have been a real gut punch i because i think i did not but but they did a good job of casting because it made me think I was actually like, oh my gosh, is this? Yeah, he does. He definitely does resemble. I was honestly wondering if they were doing something to make him look to make like with CGI to make him either 
they did or he looks really close but they yeah. did a good job with casting um and if it's a real son then they did a really good job with casting yeah, well yeah. done uh, well it's chadwick boseman who gets the credit yeah, sure, sure well at least yeah. half, half the credit half credit yeah. half credit yeah. Yeah. but uh, well, if it yeah. looks like him i don't think you can give credit to her well, i mean she like, did he gets the credit yeah. for oh, the kid looking half, like him <laughs> i guess that's fair that's fair that's fair just science yeah. man yeah like, well, you know we, we never purported that we were a science <laughs> podcast here so but you know so it sets up for the future where we we have a t'challa and an heir to the throne, right? And we can have T'Challa be Black Panther, and can set him up with Storm in the future because we don't but, know okay, Storm so yet. Th- so, but that's that's the end. I was going to touch on that. There are a couple like Marvel comic slash MCU flipperoos, right? Because in the comics, I I believe that Storm and T'Challa do have a child, mm-hmm. and that's who this child is. They just sub. They, we don't have, like you said, we don't have a Storm yet. So they just substitute Storm for... Oh, so you think that Nakia is substituted for Storm? For now. Because this is set in modern day, so to wait for the kid to grow up, then we'd have to be watching Marvel. It'd be like 2040 before he could be with Storm. I think that's the plan. Or this kid kid is going to be with Storm. Well, that's why I just said, but he's seventh so i mean we'd have to wait Rick, till are we touching on some stuff that you may have already heard no no i'm just curious <laughs> did you catch catch that line where our main bad guy said he he was a mutant i yes. did i was That's, gonna say like we get what the do you first think about that usage yeah. of the word mutant in this movie That's That's well, didn't, didn't they use it in she hulk didn't they, they refer did. to they did they somebody as a mutant and miss marvel Oh, it was Miss Marvel. Because Miss Marvel is a mutant, right? Spoilers. Yes. That's so. But yeah, this is the first movie, MCU, where they say something. I just didn't mutant. know if they threw that word in there, you know, like to mean something. Or, I, or I, I think they did. Of course. I think they absolutely did. Cause, yeah. Especially because Namor in the comics is always billed as the first mutant. The first mutant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can we talk about Namor now then? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Because this has been um, sort of become a pattern for me in the last three or four Marvel movies where. I kind of want the villain to win. <laughs> well, they are giving well, you compelling villains. They're doing so good at that that even halfway they, through the movie, I'm like, this guy has a point, right? For sure. Like if you look at Black Adam, it's like they're bad guys because they're bad guys, and they got to go out and do some bad guy, right? <laughs> yeah. And where in this movie, it's like, yeah, they have points, and and even if they're maybe doing going about achieving the their goal way. in in, a, in an inappropriate way, but. You still understand where they're coming from. I love the idea of using vibranium as like a natural resource that, of course, people would fight over, right? Because that's yeah. what we do. And so, I, I love when they take these these silly comic book notions, but then treat them as like, well, what? But what would people really do if this stuff right, existed? Right. That's what they would do: is they would fight over it. You so know. We- so plot wise, we find out that the Americans and the French are trying to go after vibranium, basically that they found under the water. Uh, come to find out, spoilers for later on. But Riri, this college student, Riri Williams, has put together. She's a brilliant scientist, and she's put together a machine that can detect vibranium anywhere. So the government actually without takes, knowing what she was doing, right? Right. She didn't yes, know what it correct. was for. No, it's like she real, was just doing it. She was. It's like real genius, out. right? She built mm-hmm. the space laser. She that's right. That's she right. Didn't yeah. Know it. So, <laughs> The Professor the government- Hathaway tricked her. <laughs> yeah, so the government basically confiscated it from her college project. Oh, if only her thing could fill a house with popcorn. 
we'd be in business. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Rick, coming through. Look at that. Yeah. So, so good. So now the the CIA is trying to mine find vibranium with it. The French have sent mercenaries after them. And so all these people are trying to find vibranium and come to find out there's a whole underwater <laughs> not Atlantis civilization. Uh, yeah, I was going to say like the, it's it's funny we talk about Marvel and DC having the same characters basically. And I do like how Marvel says, okay, y- you beat us to the punch with your Atlantean king. Uh, so we're <laughs> going to have to pivot. Right. Yeah, we're going to have to pivot a little bit. And they, instead of uh, Namor being the king of Atlantis and the king of the seas, they make him um, from like this my. Like Mayan, where I don't really, I don't. Did they ever say? I like, think they what? use the word Mayan. I, I think they did. The yeah. It's definitely more influenced. Yeah, right. It's more influenced yeah. by the Mayan civilization, which we talked about it. I think just last episode or a couple ago that when it comes to the mainstream popularity of these characters, people, general audiences are looking at the movies. So sure. even if Namor's first. Aquaman beat them to the punch by many and he, years. And he, had a, and he had a massive, massive movie. So it was a like, hit. Yeah, like if yeah. it was, if it would have been like Green Lantern, they'd have been like, we're fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> he could still be the king of Atlantis. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> but if you come out and you say he's, you know, Namor and he's in Atlantis, I mean, people are going to say that's just a copy that's exactly of Aquaman. It. And so I think they were smart. And I yes. think that the fact that they were able to have that different culture, I think it was great to bring in that side of the culture. And you bring in an actor who is Mexican, I believe leave uh he you know to represent the representation so you're getting a different side of it there it it, Uh, he it's crazy to think because this was a character that i thought that marvel was never gonna get like this is one of those characters that i think was in the universal deal and just mm. sat there and was just sitting in limbo forever and when they announced this I was like, I had, there was, there wasn't, you know, there's all the fanfare. Like, we got the X-Men back. We got the Fantastic Four back. We got Spider-Man. There has, I don't well, remember ever hearing a word Fox. about Namor. He's a mutant. Yeah, but. It would have been in the Fox I th- deal, I'm sure. I think he was with Universal. Huh. Okay. I think Universal had him. Yeah, because like, even though he's considered the first mutant, he never really lived in that X-Men world. Right. Like, Until recently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but I think, man. The the fact that they made the the ankle wings work and the fact that they put them in, in the in the like, green speedo that was kind of that was kind of weird. It is kind of weird, but, I mean, it's but comics, it works, though, right? And and so the actor, <laughs> yes, he's actually flying. But I'm like, is the physics behind this really? <laughs> yeah, like I don't think that that <laughs> can you maneuver like that with those tiny wings? Like, you would just tip work? over and conk his head. <laughs> but you but you can't in comic books and superheroes. You can't really. I mean. No, How it is. It's, it's, it it's one of the Thor most. Re- with a but there's some I things mean, that he, he there's some it. things that look okay, and, well, and like that just I, looked weird. I get it. Yeah, these little wings go. Yeah. <laughs> how how would you not make it look? I mean, it is again right, the yeah, impossible right. task of that's the character from the comics. They could have ditched him, but it's like, well, they made it kind of comic accurate. So, uh, but the actor Tenoch Huerta uh, plays Namor, and he's really good. And uh, it's I was looking at his IMDb. He's a Mexican actor of Aztec and another origin i can't pronounce but uh (laughs) i was impressed with you got the name right i was like you were practicing that uh so they're bringing in that representation i don't know what pura pura pecha origin i'm not sure what that i did i saw a meme that had a picture of namor and a picture of john krasinski's reed richards yeah and the and the line is like sue is absolutely gonna leave reed for namor like there's (laughs) no question about can that's i mean in the fantastic that's a big plot point Okay. Uh, forever in the fa- in the Fantastic Four comics is that Namor uh, wants him some Sue Storm, 
and will mm. make no uh no bo- well no bones about it in front of reed will <laughs> oh like boy. openly be like you just come be my queen and we'll hang out and you know just but it's fire it on her huh oh nonstop. so do you, do you guys ever talk about where have these people been all this time like actor wise or the characters the characters oh yeah well, like, they're just chilling yeah <laughs> Well, at least with Namor, they do kind of address that, right? Like he's they're they're aware of the upside. They're of sort the, of doing the same of, thing what Conda did, where we're in secret yeah, because we're right. so low yeah. profile, we're not ready to open up. Yeah. yeah, but I'm wondering, like, did half of them snap away too? And everyone's like, "That's a great question." What happened to half of us? <laughs> I'm like, sure. Five years I, later, they all come back. They all I think pop it all is happening out there. We should go <laughs> that's check a good out question. That. It's yeah. the world's population. I'm sure they did, but. Um, yeah, I, I thought that he was really good. The actor that played Namor, I thought he, he did nails a, that character. He, I mean, he. I thought the look was really good. Some people were complaining about the look, and I thought no. for a, a grounded, you know, live action. Complaining version, about how he looked, he looked fine. I yeah. I, who do you think he looks compl- totally fine? The same people that are going to yeah. rate this a one at or point five <laughs> out of zero, whatever they can rate it. But no, the character design I thought was really good. I mean, I agree. The ankle, I'm wings. I mean, how do you do that? But I thought for what it was, it you know, I thought it worked pretty well for if they were going to do it i don't know how anyone could do it better than that maybe you just don't do it like tom was kind of alluding to was namor always a villain in the comics you guys help me out so he's always back and forth he flips back and forth yeah okay he he holds even halfway through this i was like i can't tell is he supposed to be the best are we fighting him or is there someone else gonna show up here he was a world war ii guy so he fought alongside captain america and the original human torch uh and during world war ii um, in the comics, he's actually the one that finds Captain America in the ice. Um, so he always has had a respect for Cap, mm-hmm. but for everybody else, he's like, no, oh, man, screw those guys. Like you, you mouth breathers, like, you know, that's kind of always been uh, his standpoint. He is definitely a hero at times, but other times he is a straight It seems up. like they're kind of setting him up to be that still. Like I could see him flipping to a good guy very easily. Like the he'll you can pull him into your side on cer- over certain issues. He will, right, you right. know, he will yeah. team up and and you fight a common, common enemy. enemy, and then, but then after that, it's back to like go after yourself. Screw you guys. Yeah. So he was part of the invaders. That was the the team that he was on. So a, all those guys. a year after T'Challa's death, we they go to this like UN type thing, and you've got the Queen of Wakanda, Angela Bassett's Ramonda is now reinstated as queen and she does a great job in this she's movie so wonderful but she she says you're we've obviously people are coming after our resources the king has died but make no mistake wakanda is still able to defend itself and we are not going to take these attacks lightly so the americans coming after us here's your french mercenaries coming well, after was, us when, when she walks him into that walks those guys into oh, like yeah. the the meeting room man and the, the here's look your on head the, back <laughs> yes the look on the like the french embassy's gal she was just like god damn it yeah that was great oh, that was so, so good yeah they're not putting up with this crap but there was this tack there was a really good fight scene where okoye and her guard are taking on all these mercenaries but basically they're all coming after wakanda so this sets up this kind of conflict between everybody in wakanda and basically uh, all these guys coming after the vibranium has now set off this alarm with um what is? Do we know the name of the place? Not Atlantis. It's not not Atlantis. I just can't remember what the name of it is. If someone that's wants the, to, that's the name of it. It's not Atlantis. <laughs> not Atlantis. Not actually, yeah. what the? I thought it starts with an N. In the name, it it, do, it doesn't. It's not Namor, but it starts with an N. There's something. Namor Namortopia. Oh Nashville. yeah, 
Namor Island. <laughs> Namor Island. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so they're there now. Namor has obviously been alerted. He all these people that were exploring their waters were getting a little too close to discovering their civilization. So they take out all these like seals. Man, There's all these army operatives. <laughs> it is funny that Marvel has had these two like massive fight sequences on like boats. I yeah. think of the scene from Captain America two where they fight everybody on a boat and then here i think it's a great introduction of namor yeah i mean like, it shows you he's not messing around his whole swinging that helicopter around yeah i mean definitely not messing around so now namor basically infiltrates wakanda at, when shuri and ramonda are out doing their thing mourning it's been a year since t'challa's passing and namor just shows up through the water and is like <laughs> so hey good what up and basically says we need your help we you know you have alerted the world to vibranium now everyone is coming after it so because of you they are coming into our land and we need to protect ourselves against people and basically he wants to go on the offensive he's not going to sit around and wait for them to take over they're like yeah we need to take everyone else out on land and of course sherry's like well they come they they come to the the agreement (laughs) that like you bring me the scientist who built the device and we'll call it a day Mm mm-hmm but that's it. which I don't believe he ever. I mean, his plan was to take out the scientists, but it seems like Namor's real motivations are to go on the offensive and stop. Because I mean, he has her there, and he says, "I'm sure. going to kill Riri," who we find out is the scientist that built the machine. He's got her but there, to, but but really, to what end? I mean, you can. I mean, Alexander Graham Bell is dead, but we still have phones, right? right. Was, <laughs> you think just because she's gone, they're not going to build another one of these? <laughs> she's not like a like a vampire overlord where everything goes poof if you kill the head one they successfully kidnap her and they still build another one yeah i was like all they have to all they have to do is go to justin hammer and he'll knock one out for him don't even worry about it that's why i think i don't know if it was more of a justice type thing or whatever but they take her but he's got her there and he says to shuri when they also uh they have a fight sequence that leads them to uh abducting Uh, koya gets knocked out and in the water and then they take riri and they take shuri and basically shuri's like hey i'll stay here whatever we got to do like let riri go and he's like no i'm gonna kill her and basically let me just level with you we're gonna take out the whole planet (laughs) like we just i think he's he's basically saying atlanta not not atlantis and wakanda can work together and we can burn it all down yeah i mean that's what he said he's not yeah. No, and that and that is very much Namor. Like there are there are moments in the comics where Namor is very much like, no, we're done with the surface world. We're not like you pollute my my oceans. You do yada yada yada. It's very kind. You know, Aquaman kind of has a, a similar standpoint, but it's. He also said they have more. They have more soldiers than there are blades of grass. What a great yeah. line! Which what a great I never line. really saw materialize. Uh, I think I think we do kind of see that weird when... metaphor for a guy who runs an <laughs> undersea kingdom. Like just gonna throw that out there. Uh, we we do kind of see that though at the end, right? When they are when the Wakandans are on that boat and they and are they starting just keep to get coming. overrun. Uh, there are a lot of them. Yes, but <laughs> is anyone else thinking what a interesting teaser for avatar coming out in a month okay the same yeah, are we I gonna mean, talk about that did this steal <laughs> avatar's thunder it's just it's so interesting that you've got disney the parent company who obviously owns fox and is releasing avatar With next underwater month. blue people and and <laughs> right and the villains the villains quote unquote of course i mean if they're against wakanda they're the villains even though i know it's questionable but uh the these forces of underwater blue people i i just thought yeah. it was a really weird timing to 
Release they the need toes. a way to pivot all those uh, Avatar rides at Animal Kingdom in case they lose the rights. <laughs> yeah, there you That's go. Right. Exactly. It's, all uh, they're the Submariner rides now. Yes. That's what yeah. they are. And am I crazy or were they only blue above water? You are not, crazy. not crazy. They, they, were, okay. they were only blue above I water. I couldn't tell. I was like, are they regular? Underwater? Which is what the Atlanteans in Marvel Comics are. They are okay. blue. Yeah, they are, they are normally blue. And I was like, I think it's a fun little nod to the comics at least yeah. is you can you can make them blue and all that good stuff it was i i, I noticed the same thing though because when they were doing the underwater scenes i actually was having trouble telling which character is which because i'm like i think that was the big strong general guy but he doesn't look blue and clearly he's blue when you're above water so i was wondering like am i confusing characters but that no they they turn blue above water we find out through a flashback from like what the 1500s is yeah anymore is that so old? they're they're basically drinking which I th- again like in Black Panther the first one right we know that that um, Killmonger burns all of the flowers the heart so shaper there can be no more which is kind of a plot point in the very beginning is that Shuri is trying to recreate, recreate the flower stuff. and she can't, whatever it was whatever it they was, had the, it if they had they could it save him. it would cure him like the heart yeah. shaped herb the thing is that's their most precious material because it has the power to heal right. whatever ailments you have and so with Killmonger taking that supply out you know that is what essentially leads to T'Challa dying right. and she just can't, she can't synthesize get it, it in it's time. only like 29% or 30% before he passes away and this is growing out of the vibranium right that's part of I think that's always kind of been the thing is like the the flowers are are growing through like vibranium rich soil. And that's what way they're ingesting the vibranium. And that's what's giving everyone these powers. Correct. And so, you know, flashing forward, basically, there's a scene where Namor gives Shuri as this token of appreciation, respect, whatever. uh, He gives her a bracelet that the mother wore and they had they grew whatever the fibers out of the soil that was it's kind of a it's it's a brilliant way to have to be able to bring those flowers back in it's a neat connection without it seeming like oh we got to get these flowers back in uh they're somewhere else right so there's she's wearing this thing that she doesn't know but there's a connection with the heart-shaped herb and the soil that it came from so she's later able to synthesize her synthetic heart-shaped herb is uses the fibers of that bracelet and and it's able to t'challa's dna and figures it out yeah but so in the flashback though we see that the you know the settlers came in and and killed all the people of their village and which is also man brought disease just like the way it happened and that's exactly what happens right and it gives namor even more motivation to say f the surface right never trust any of them and that's the the part colonizers you're like in his shoes right he's like i mean if someone it was the same with christian bale in the thor movie where i was like (laughs) i know i kind of want him to team up with (laughs) hero and destroy everybody because (laughs) he's right (laughs) yeah right right but yeah it's yeah so they drink the vibranium uh heart-shaped flower and then in the process it turns them it gives them gills uh, and they can't survive on land anymore, so they retreat to the water, and then they build their own civilization there. They they leave this this whole uh, tribe of people leave the, leave the surface world, and they go build not Atlantis under the water. And Namor actually becomes the first born child um, to ha- to not have to drink the like he was his mother drank it while she was pregnant, uh, and but that 
isn't why he has powers. Like it's not it's not because of the vibranium. It's not it's because he's a mutant. And so he was born with the wings on his feet and the pointy ears and the strength and the all of that stuff. That's all part of his mutant abilities rather than based on the the flower. Which I think is interesting. But I'm guessing what she drank, though, did give him some abilities, like it's, being able to breathe underwater. Yes. There's some kind of a connection where he it had the mutant gene. it or the, something. Yeah, the mutant gene, right? It's, there's yeah, it things could, that unlock yeah. it, and so he had the mutant gene, but oh, drinking my, this that... Is, this is how they do it. Right? This is how they bring in mutants. Yeah. They're going like, to... The, they wouldn't say all of this stuff if this... We know. We know Feige has a plan. Rick knows that <laughs> Feige has a plan. Uh, <laughs> we do. Yeah, so it, it like the fact that they are saying that Namor was exposed to this stuff, uh, and we know that that vibranium has landed in other places now. Now you're open. Oh, so you're saying it's vibranium that's unlocking the yes. mutant ability everywhere. Interesting. That's what I. All right, think. put I me mean, now. Put Joe on the record as. <laughs> All right, we mark it. Yeah. I also said the movies were going to implode after Ant Man, so maybe yeah. don't. He also <laughs> said Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be their first. Yeah, major right, failure. right. So maybe oh. don't do that. But so, yeah, so now we're in conflict. I will say that um, as I'm watching this, I do feel like Angela Bassett should be nominated for Best Supporting Actress. She gives a performance in this movie, for me at least, that is... Who who did you say? Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is do we get to the scene where she, she fires a Koye? That's what I'm saying. Like, this scene here... So this is oh, basically, boy. you're fired, give me your gun and your badge. Yeah. <laughs> Have <laughs> you ever so... seen anything so intense? Oh, my God. <laughs> she is full of passion and emotion and rage and like all of those all of those sadness and fear and you can feel every oh. single one of those emotions yeah. coming well, out of Well that was her. the speech out of the trailer too, right? Oh, was it? I tried to avoid the trailers because I didn't want to get spoiled. Same. I, watched the I, only, first I only usually watch the first one, but that was the one. Okay. Oh, but, okay. This, okay. Is, this one's on another level. It's <laughs> phenomenal, though. It really is. It's a great scene. It And Okoye, I mean, her reaction. She's so, also another Danny one. Danny Guria. Like, she, yeah. she, like, her facial expression, because she's sitting here taking this this verbal... And she agrees with her. I mean, but she, kno- she knows, knows that she, she failed. She failed, right? Because when they go to get Riri from college, and then there's the attack from the namer villagers uh and all that like she she loses the princess and and uh they're just dealing you know they're a year ago t'challa had passed and now it's it's ramona's other only other child and so she has to come back and be like yeah oh, i i failed it, and, it, it, it she is I, like i honestly i i know it's silly because this is a comic book movie but she gives a performance in this flick that is just next level i i mean mm-hmm. There, I don't think I've seen a performance like this in the MCU yet. I, it, like, I mean, this is this is on another level. Really, sure, sure, sure. I, I mean, think, I think uh, I think Tony I think Stark Vision had some of that stuff in it. Oh, I could see that for sure. For sure, I think I think Eternals had some really good stuff in it too. I mean, if you're, <laughs> it had, it had you, stuff in it, that's true. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I'm thinking the Eternals drum still. I, I always will. Hey, man, I think it's beautiful. Like, yeah, I get it. it. I get it. But I uh, but I do think that she is. On another level, she is an, an actor. She's Angela is, Bassett, right? Yeah, that's I mean, exactly it. That's they, exactly they cast, it. They cast when they bring Robert Redford into Marvel. When they bring these actors into Marvel, they don't stop being the incredible actors they were outside. Like they are elevating this material, which obviously Marvel's really good. But you're bringing in that caliber actor, and you're getting 
these performances. That exactly. But what I want. think the actors take it more seriously than they used to. I think in oh, the past sure. this would have been a phone-in paycheck kind of a role, uh-huh. and I sure. think now they they realize that like, oh, if I bring my A game, I this will be better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and you don't always get that. It's you know you would it was very sporadic as to how seriously a big name actor would take a role in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'd get you know Marlon Brando in Superman or Alec Guinness in Star Wars. But sometimes you know you would get people just pulling there. up Bruce Willis and phoning it in. Yeah. Well, earlier Tom, you were talking about how um, them hunting this stuff underwater is like so silly. It's just like a superhero thing but they take it more seriously like okay well let's think about this really what would it look like yeah they've kind of convinced all the actors to do the same thing yes for sure silly is fighting where do you where do you but but where do you think that flips these are yeah i don't know i I think i feel like marvel's always been going for that even i think the mcu yeah i i really do i think when you bring it in in a real world war and and you bring in robert downey jr who i mean it's silly but this is still a universal theme that we're all can relate to or something that everyone in the world is dealing with that's what makes it different yeah and you when you you know and i think it started with the directors when they got those directors obviously john favreau and iron man and everything that that was great but you bring in kenneth branagh to do thor right thor could have been really really silly live action and you bring branagh and you do it faux shakespearean and it elevated the the genre so like from the beginning they've got the right directors with the vision and they've turned the properties into these films that they as silly as they may be on paper they bring them to live action you're like wow they they actually pulled it off i wonder if the real kind of message to actors to take it more seriously and that it can you can make it work if you're a good actor was heath ledger is the joker that's a solid point because like and i'm i'm I'm, your mind immediately goes like well jack nichols is a real actor and he played a joker but like and I, in no joker. way was Jack Nich- right. In no way was Jack Nicholson phoning in that role. Oh, but he's Jack incredible. Nicholson was very much like I'm in a kids movie. Right, like, yeah. I'm he's doing being a comic book character. Right, I'm doing a comic book thing, and I'll do Jack Nicholson on Eleven, but I'm still <laughs> I'm doing a comic book thing. Like right. whatever. But for and, the record, Jack Nicholson in Batman is incredible. Sure, but <laughs> I mean, but it's not doing. necessarily a, a serious dramatic it's, performance yeah, in the totally. same way that he, what Heath Ledger gave us. Of course. And so I th- I think maybe that was the moment that made other that made other people in the acting community That's totally go legit. hey if we take this seriously like this this isn't just quote unquote a comic book movie like there is real stuff here if we as actors treat it with the same reverence that we do you know dissecting a role in any other kind of film sure That's a good well, marvel hasn't been afraid of touching on real world topics either for sure right because you talk about black widow is almost too far into sexual Assault oh. and exploitation. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or what even the, the first Black Panther was all about slavery and racism. And mm-hmm. yeah, wasn't there? What? What? Which flick was it when Tony Stark is confronted by the woman in like the like he gave a speech? Was it Iron Man three? He killed. Got his her son. Killed, her son right? was killed. Yeah, that was the beginning Stark of Civil tech. War, wasn't it? Is that what it was? But yeah, that's and that's like and that's why he kind of goes on the side of the accords. Yeah, all the different weapons, and I mean, yeah, and that's from that's the commentary since the beginning, right? I mean, Tony Stark is an arms dealer, or was? Yeah, so, he I was. Mean, yeah, that's. I mean, he's it, the military-industrial complex. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I do like that they, Tony Stark, will forever be a part of this world 
because I mean, Riri's first suit is built from Stark tech right. and it's got this, it's got the, I, I love the fact that it's still got like the same sound effect yeah. as the well, Iron you, Man you see suit. Her like, it's still got the, like, I was like, she's working on an arc reactor clearly. Oh, yeah. and she's, <laughs> so I like the, the throwaway line about how she's like, there's a whole YouTube channel dedicated to sightings <laughs> of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, so that pretty good. Point of information. So Namor is the king of Talokan. So it doesn't Talo, sound anything Talo like Khan, Namor. That's right. That's yeah, so you're right. Talokan, and which is based on Atlantis and Talokan of Aztec mythology. So okay. They okay. Bring that's legit. In, they bring in the Aztec mythology and, again, bring in that culture and that different side, I think is a lot more interesting than just saying Atlantis. Right? So you they mean use, like, you mean like it sounds like a telecommunications company from the nineties. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're telecon. So telecon. So you know, it was just cool that they I think that they broadened that culture instead of just going, We're also doing Atlantis. That way it separates from <laughs> Aquaman and also brings in a new culture and representation. And I do I do think it's kinda of funny that it sounds like Momoa might be done with Aquaman. Really? I mean Why? James Gunn well, he can't play two characters, let's put it that way. Be and if James oh. Gunn is going to do a Lobo movie it's going to be Jason Momoa as Lobo. Oh, wh- he, he can't be both? Wh- how was that I mean, they make work? one movie every four years. I mean, why wouldn't they be able to? I don't know. That's it would a, be I, weird, though, if they tried to cross him over. Yeah. They're like, here's Aquaman and Lobo. Though I don't think that would ever be a crossover. Yeah, that would anybody be a weird one. For. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. But, I mean, unless they totally reboot things, I don't think you can bring Momoa. He's too big to play just another i gotta yeah. tell you i don't think he, you could do that if he if if they're doing lobo it's gonna be momoa I I, like, I I i would bet money they don't but i mean never say never but i, I <laughs> James, just don't know how you have aquaman is that huge of a character and you're yeah. gonna say jason momoa is now lobo i just don't see Done. any universe and where then, that happens and no James way Gunn's like this is what i'm doing forget it <laughs> i you already paid <laughs> well, me i'm right. writing the movie we'll see uh, we'll see so yeah so now we're in conflict. It's, you know, um, Ramonda has fired Okoya, um, and then she has enlisted um, Lupita Nyong'o to, yeah, to come yeah. back, which I was like, man, I was, I was kind of hoping that she was going to be the Black Panther just because I think she is fun to watch. She's um, such a great she's actor, She's so too. good. Lupita Nyong'o is so good she, in everything she's that she so does. so great in this. Uh, and I do like that she's even apprehensive. And we don't. We just assume that she's apprehensive because she doesn't want to come back. Yeah, she's done with that world. And she's done. we find out that she that's She wants not to be a teacher. <laughs> yeah, right. And she's happy being a teacher, right? She's well, happy in her little world. She is. And now we know. When you look back, look at right, what she Right, now risked. you understand why. Right. Now look at the risks she went through, but for her queen and to save shuri and everything like she left her son i mean not in a bad way but i mean to to save shuri she risked dying and and not being able to raise him can someone explain diesel does that every time (laughs) well (laughs) (laughs) can someone explain to me how she would learn the language of not atlantis this community that that's a good question ever heard of yeah, I was thinking minutes maybe, previous. I remember. I was thinking that maybe it's just a more I think it's Spanish. It's, it's it wasn't Spanish because there were two different colors. On yeah, the they had different subtitles. colors for the subtitle. So in Wakanda, and she would w- switch languages. But there was, was a yellow, above, and yeah, there were people above ground who still spoke that language. So I thought maybe it was just a more traditional language. It must. It must be based oh, on the I Aztec. See. I'm guessing that it's based on that but language. I, I would still think that after all that, after 500 years in an isolated community yeah. or 700, it's going to Morph. mutate. 
I can see. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I, I think you're just led to believe that when they yeah. left the, you know, when they left to go form uh, Talacon, that they brought the language, just like things evolved from. Yeah, it didn't change that much. Yes, yeah. I took it as that she is that good that she could, you know, not that she could read like a book on this language, not not the language of Talacon, but. Um, Telecon? Telecon? No, no, we're not doing Telecon. it. Let me rock you, let me rock you, Telecon. I just kind of think she is that good of an infiltrator and that good of a spy that she can pick up on things like that. But I do agree that like she picked up on that real quick. Yeah. It's real quick. Like, what, were, what do we see? Oh, Black Adam, where he was like, how did you learn English that fast? But like, that's yeah. part of his powers. <laughs> what? That's part of his power. Everyone from Wakanda is really, really smart, guys. <laughs> but in Black Adam, why is that in... so hard for you? <laughs> <laughs> You're racist. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so now you know uh, Lupita Nyong'o rescues Riri and Shuri, and they head back. Takes and them home. Takes them home, and now we are at war. Like that's now that um, Namor has basically declared war on Wakanda and in a ridiculously amazingly filmed scene Blood sequence <laughs> he he wipes out uh Wakanda not takes them all out but it's definitely it, se- yeah. sends a message and says this is all this is what I can do with a, th- a fourth of my power yeah. like if either you give me the scientist or I am going to drown this entire city and there's well, nothing you can do to stop me well and here's the deal with why i have a problem with when they make these villains anti-heroes and they try to bring him onto the team i mean he murders the queen he kills a lot of he people does, he does murder the queen of wakanda you know yeah. that innocence died and he kills the queen he kills shuri's mother he you know, okay but how many okay i don't disagree but in fairness how many deaths is the stark family responsible for lots you're right. It is a, it is a similar question. And, and yeah. there is a truce, right? That at the end of this movie, there's a truce that is made that kind of absolves him from that. Well, that's kind of the theme of the whole movie is forgiveness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Instead totally. of revenge. Exactly. So no, I mean, maybe that's the, the point moment they at made. the end there you're, where she decides, you know what? Yeah. We're done fighting. No, you're right. That is the point they're trying to make, certainly. And, and I agree. The forgiveness and not going after revenge and everything. I mean, they're, they're hammering out good points. But I just. But it makes for human... boring movies. Yeah, true. <laughs> and on a human level, it's just, it's hard. Like, whenever these superheroes fight side by side with the people that murdered their friends and family, but they're reformed, it's just like, ugh, I, I just don't know how. It just makes it really hard, I think, to root sure. for them. Uh, you know, with Tony Stark, I get there's a similarity there, but there's also this, like, indirect, like, you know, he took over his father's company, and Tony Stark didn't go and murder someone in front of the you know what i mean mean? he did sell them the jericho missiles it's not good but you don't (laughs) connect the dots the same way because it's like we see namor cause death and destruction and then for if he's just going to team up with the avengers it's like but you just killed all those innocent people (laughs) it's just really hard to wrap your head around i think it is true Uh, forgiveness is one thing but like friendship and team up is another and it's just you know again we just need to go back to the fast and furious movies because this happens all the time family it's just fine see the villains become the heroes that's right right wait we have jason what is we have jason statham well 
Right. You gotta make him a hero. He did uh, murder Han. Oh to, no, wait. No, he didn't. <laughs> true. But to be fair, did I not have the exact same problem with Fast and Furious and Jason sure. Statham? Yeah, where yeah, I go, yeah. Right. These people just killed his brother. He just killed their friend, supposedly, until <laughs> they retcon. Like, it's really hard to team up with people that just brutally murdered in cold blood your friends and family. So. You know, you know when Statham turns in that performance, they're like, God damn it. Now we got to turn him. We can't, like, yeah. we can't get rid of him now. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's just tough when you end up with good characters and actors attached to them. Exactly. That you want to yeah, keep right, them right, right. And you want people to cheer with them and vote with them. <laughs> so we, we, should say, to... well, we should say that this entire time, Martin Freeman is back uh, as, as a sh- not a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And has uh, a sort of partner. That's a spoiler, right? Oh, you mean like a like a life partner? Yeah. 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 Uh, the big reveal is that Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, who we've seen, I guess we first saw her in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Is that when we first That's see right. her? Yeah, and she's, and she's yeah. recruiting the Thunderbolts. Is what she's doing, which is the the bad Avengers, basically, but or I the believe- Avengers without morals. They said that. Oh, I thought the I thought the. I thought the Justice Society was the bad. Avengers. <laughs> that's different. No, that's very, that's a different all oh, different okay. altogether. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about these scenes at the time? I thought they were kind of fun, and in hindsight, do they have to add anything to this movie? Other I than think set up uh, something else. Not really. I think they're yeah. I think they're fun. I you know it's one of those things where you. I think Julia Louis Drive is, is so good at being. Very she's nice. Just fun, she's just fun to watch, anyways. She, yeah, she is amazing to watch. And you know, right, if she's the new Nick Fury, she's not dumb, you know, like the entire time when I, you know, she is setting Martin Freeman up every step of the way. She's not an idiot. Right. So when the reveal happens that she's like, okay, so tell me about the beads. And he's like, what beads? <laughs> she's like, the ones I planted, you dumbass. Like, come on. What did you think? He's like, wait, were you going through my nightstand? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the Wakanda beads. Oh, the Wakandan yes. beads. That's what yes. I thought we were talking about That's the whole what we time, thought man. We meant. <laughs> so uh, he tipped off Shuri about Riri, and then right. they basically she puts him in jail for treason. For yeah, I mean, he she's not wrong though. I mean, he, he did he did commit treason. He owes them his life so he felt obligated to help them out but it is against national interest even if the national interest isn't good you know i mean like even if they're trying to get vibranium for weapons and stuff it's like well that's the law so that's the law but i you know i think setting her up as now we know just how powerful she is so when the thunderbolts happen um you know well we're getting secret invasion first right which and that'll be the nick fury centered one right but martin freeman's in that Yes, yes, uh, but I don't know like if it's going to follow the storyline from the comics, which is mm. that half of the Marvel heroes that we knew were scrolls. Yeah, so that's they did say that Valentina was his ex-wife, right? They used to be yes, married. That right? was yes. okay. So we didn't but know she, that. That was a weird connection. But. So in the comics, and she's importantly, Nick Fury's ex-wife, and importantly, we find out that he, apparently he owns a Peloton. Right. A, I thought right. of you immediately. Yeah. Very important to one of us here. Right. Yeah. yeah right, right. Maybe I'll come over and hop on your Peloton. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, oh, okay. Product placement. Check. Got it. So, yeah. So that, that's that a was not a product placement. They were unaware. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, dang. Uh, we so told that's a little. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a little like subplot that's going on that doesn't really go anywhere, but it does kind of give her a little bit more to do because she has been the Nick Fury style character since Winter Soldier or Captain America and the Winter Soldier uh, building that team up. 
I did um, really enjoy the Okoye and Martin Freeman, their little oh, back great. and forth banter yeah. and her saving him and everything. I I mean, I enjoyed that part, but plot wise, I mean, it wasn't a huge addition to the film. I, I think that's maybe a Marvel special edition that could have been, you know, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, Werewolf by Night is amazing. Go watch it. It's great. So Namor says you got a week. Like, join us or yeah. burn. That's, I mean, that's it. So we're taking on the land world. You guys can team up with us or we can, or Wakanda is going to be the first to go. And he's right. saying this as, you know, uh, Ramonda's face down in the water. Face over down here. Like, water, yeah. I mean, she drowned trying to save uh, Riri. Or was it not, was it Riri? Yeah, Riri yeah. was in the place where there are the, uh, Wakanda floods and then she uses her last strength I guess to, to swim up and to put her you know above the water and she ends up dying and so now you know they've just they're mourning the death of Ch- T'Challa from just a year ago and now Shuri has no one left it's it's her and she, well, she's in the exact same position that Angela Bassett had just described right, right. Like yeah. she's lost everything right yeah, so, yeah she has nothing and left. by the way we are now halfway through the movie <laughs> well <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll breeze through most of this. Um, <laughs> I just mean what we were talking about how it does. It's long, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's long for sure. It, Here's uh, how we do this, and then they win. Okay, then, yeah. coming up next week. Next week we'll <laughs> talk to you about the the new Ray Fiennes movie. But basically, um, they set up a trap for for Namor. They well, first we got to say that like they Riri figures or not Riri, but Shuri figures out that they end up creating. They the create serum the or whatever the, that they. The, yeah, super they, the super soldier serum, the not That's super purple. soldier serum. Yeah, right. They figure out that the 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 vines in this bracelet that Namor gave to Shuri has the same properties. So she, you know, sciences her way and figures yeah. it out. And she takes this is I think this is one of the best cameos in the MCU. Uh, you know, when the Black Panther takes the serum, she, she second, or he, the second Michael B. Jordan cameo in a year, right? Uh, what, what was, was the he in before? Are you sure this has been released? Oh, in a different... Okay, sorry. Oh. <laughs> like, are you sure you haven't seen something that we haven't seen? I don't remember. I was like, seeing. oh, God, cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I seriously thought in that moment, what are what are we about to do? I, I thought, thought the same might. thing. I, I will say... I thought they might do it, man. I thought they <laughs> might. In, my, in, in Space Jam 2, which... I, did we cover that? We did. That was horrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> horrible, horrible movie. I thought maybe that was the best part of the entire movie. If there oh, was yeah. that was anything. a great that was a when great they scene. go when you think it's going to be Michael Jordan and it's Michael B. Jordan. That was about the only <laughs> clever thing that movie did. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but- I, I I agree though, Rick. There's a moment where she's so she you know the the Black Panther sees uh, like the one person that's going to set them on the right course, right? And when and she- Shuri's overwhelmed with anger and wants revenge, and so she doesn't see who we thought. I mean, you you would think maybe she's going to see T'Challa somehow. Maybe she's that's what we're saying. Was, I thought like, we might be doing this. Like, oh, knowing, we're going to bring him back. Knowing yeah. how Marvel loves that de aging tech and yeah. deep fakes yeah. and all that stuff, I, I thought like, they maybe. were holding it because we didn't see him. Even you know the mention of his death, everything was off screen. I thought, are they holding the last footage or whatever for this moment? Mm. Uh, but then it was like more likely maybe it's going to be her mom. But no, it's Killmonger. No, it's and Killmonger. I think because oh, she has man. this rage so and passion, you know, she wants revenge, and so she ends up seeing him, and he's great. He, and, and he, he gives he a performance. Is, dude, oh. he's still so good. I love man. him in that first movie. I think, and that's another one, right? That's the villain where you're like, uh, I mean, he's not wrong. You did, you, yeah. you, you did kill his dad. I mean, and, yeah, his, yeah. And, and 
you and you left him right like like uh, T'Chaka could have came and adopted him, brought him to Wakanga. I mean, this is what he's so mad about. And no, he leaves him to you know out to dry. And and so like you get the motivation again. Like we said with all these villains, Thanos, whatever, they're going about it the wrong way. You can't go murder innocent people. But their motivation, you understand why the character's angry, and you understand where they're coming from, and it makes them interesting, complex characters. I do like the line that he has. Where I mean. Killmonger basically says your your brother brought the man that murdered your father to live on Wakanda to yeah. that murdered T'Chaka and lived here. I was like, oh yeah, he did. <laughs> he did live there. I forgot about that. That's, That's totally the right. other one where it's just like, yeah. I mean, we all love Bucky, but it's like you know. He, but he was brainwashed, he, so I guess you get him. It's a little bit different. He did but. murder the Starks and the King of Wakanda, yeah. but you know. But the brainwash. He's the leader it, of the like, Thunderbolts now. Cool. Yeah. But, it's but at you the have, very least a red flag. Yeah, yeah. big <laughs> time, big time. And and she comes back and she's pissed and she's angry and yeah. she doesn't think that it worked. And then she throws something across the room and everybody in the room's like, "Well, I think it worked." And the scene that I thought was super interesting is she's looking at, I guess that was definitely T'Challa's helmet and T'Chaka's helmet. Yeah, you've got the and two she black walks past, She walks past yeah. it and picks up Killmonger's helmet. And I was like, oh, damn. Oh, was it? I thought she synthesized her own. I thought it was one for her. Yeah. That was, that was there. She does make her own, but she doesn't touch T'Chaka's or T'Challa's. She picks up Killmonger's. Really? And then if you look at the. it changes it with the beads and stuff. Yes. If you look at the colors of her suit. He was a black and gold one, wasn't he? He was black and gold. Mm. And there was definitely more like uh, jagged Uh, teeth and like more of a fierce look. I didn't pick up on that, but you're right. I remember now that he had the black and gold color. Yeah. That is what she adopts. And and then you look at her suit and it doesn't have like the fangs or the the fierceness on the uh, in the teeth or whatever, but it does have sharper edges and gold in there. I was like, oh. What a crazy move if they make her like the villain. Yeah. More like and she is more like Killmonger the entire time up until but she's the driven moment by, she doesn't she's driven kill by him. rage and revenge as, as opposed and that's what she has to learn by the end is the forgiveness. That's the whole thing is she you know ends up with spoilers a spear at Namor's throat. She could kill him, but obviously that's not the path that they're going to send her down. No, she, she offers she offers him a truce. Yeah. And I think you know we'll just this is she becomes the Black Panther. Um, they set them up. They bring a. They bring another. I guess Riri made another vibranium detector, and they think, oh, they're at it again, coming for our vibranium. But it's actually the Wakanda, the Wakandans, and they're all on a huge ship, and they're there to, you know, lure Namor out. And Shuri, as Black Panther, basically takes him to the driest. She puts desert. him in a. She puts him in a ship and sucks all the moisture out, and weakens him basically yeah. he can't get so, so well now, my question was <laughs> yeah, congrats fair. to your future husband <laughs> <laughs> whose idea was it to drive a boat out into the middle of the ocean and fight <laughs> ocean good, people i did think that i was like that seems kind like, of at the very worst counterproductive kick them off and they're gonna <laughs> land and they're gonna i think it was back. the yeah no i mean obviously they went into their territory which gives them the advantage i think it was the only way to lure them out though because they can't go down to them where they have this massive army and the only way to bring them up was to pretend like they were drilling the vibranium I mean, i've seen wakanda flying ships before they could have just floated them all <laughs> over to the desert or yeah something. <laughs> no i mean yeah, you bring it's... valid points but yeah he, anyway but oh so their weapons are all made of vibranium which is yeah. one reason why these uh namor's people are so strong and yeah. he's able to get right through her ship and he deactivates the 
the whatever thing that was keeping him depowered and then basically crashes the ship and she ends up bringing him to the desert though where it's still very dry and Did you guys catch by the way um the way they were trying to suck his powers out was the heat right yes yeah and yes. earlier earlier in the scene when they were kidnapping riri she was like what are you gonna kill him with a heater oh that's <laughs> <what it> was, <laughs> right? nice callback i didn't well, even that's pretty good that. that's yeah. pretty good that was so, me that's from reddit but oh, okay. <laughs> i'm not but, that smart but they're on the <laughs> desert fighting, and he pretty much has her dead to rights. I guess the only thing I mean, he I f- stabs her. Like- I mean, to me, it seemed like he had the upper hand. He had her, again, dead to rights. The spear is through her side. And they did this thing where, in, you know, in movies where the good guy overcomes things. And it just, I don't know, to me, it felt a little cheap where she's just like, oh, yeah, let me just slice this off. Let me pull myself off the spear. I mean, yeah, she's been impaled. Like, yeah. I, the, only, the only thing I could think is like the suit. Right, is healing her is is, with its, is doing is doing nanotechnology what, at least yes. patching her up a little bit. I just right. wish That's they didn't kind put of what her I in thought. that losing position. We know they're not going to kill her off. Also, so. also put some blood on that spear. <laughs> uh, that's be, the thing. It's PG thirteen, man. I know, no man. I totally hear you. Entire... There's no there's no red blood inside the Black Panther anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> purple. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Sure, but sure, they're sure. spearing. They're spearing people. They're killing them. The the Wakandans. The namor's people again i don't know what the people are called but his army talokanians yeah they're but they're killed they are killing people in this fight and you never see blood in the whole thing and it is weird seeing someone impaled like that though without (laughs) a drop of anything you know but the one thing we didn't talk about is winston duke uh, returning as mbaku he's so uh, good who's kind of like the the (laughs) consigliere to shuri at this point but the scene that uh, that gives you an idea of how strong namor is is mbaku is just like yeah man i'm gonna go kill the fish guy and uh he you know uses his weapon and it breaks over the back of namor and namor doesn't flinch uh and he just turns through his armor yeah which i think is a such a great scene and it's funny we kind of bagged on black adam about the slow-mo action sequences and i was like there's a lot of that in this movie but <laughs> it's way better done here like it's it's not as egregious but he does he and, and i think ryan coogler may have even said like he's stronger or as strong as the hulk and um wow. thor which makes sense like it, the reason aquaman is as strong and bulletproof as he is is because he lives on the bottom of the ocean and his skin is stronger have you seen uh, those weird fish that live on the bottom of the ocean? Like, if you're going to survive the ang- that, the, ang- the angler Ooh, fish, yeah, those are weird. You got to be pretty. But the, but he's saying that like that's why he's as strong as he is is yeah. because of the the, the pressure he lives the pressure under. he lives under. Yeah. We all live uh, under pressure, though. <laughs> <laughs> Think how strong uh, Freddie Mercury must be in the See, Marvel universe. The same, that's great. Right? <laughs> same joke. That's so good. Not Vanilla Ice though, because he ripped it off. But yeah. so um, so Namor, he's. So, I uh, I think I gotta gotta jump because okay. I have to still finish packing and then. And then check out and catch a flight. So sure. do it. Um, so I'm just. I didn't want to just disappear on you. I'm sure I'll be missed. <laughs> thank you, Rick. It was I'll nice always. meeting you. Yes, Visual. thank you, Tom. Thanks so Enjoy much. Zoomophonically. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I at least acknowledged it. Oh. <laughs> I, I could have just went like leave. Yeah. Out. See. Yeah. Bye. See. Cool. Have a good flight. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. See you later. Be safe. Bye. So basically, Namor is depowered, like we said. Shuri just she finds the strength, she pulls herself off the spear, and she's got Namor dead to rights. She's got a spear pointed at his throat, and yeah, she's got him, can kill right. him. And and you see a flash. This was weird because I go, are we in a simulation? The way they reverse things was a very weird choice. They do oh, they, flashbacks when they, when they play everything back, but they played it backwards. I've never yeah. seen. 
you see tons of movies, right, where they play back things you've seen in a forward-moving regular motion. Why did they reverse the flashbacks? I, uh, Kevin, that was that was my movie. What's that? <laughs> did you you guys watch Mind? Remember, we're gonna talk about we that later. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing, and when I saw it in Black Panther, I was like, "Dang!" <laughs> but, but what it came was out three weeks before? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but. But what was this? But what was the storytelling reason? Because to me, when you reverse something, I go, "Is this a simulation? Is she making a decision that would lead to war? And she's going to choose a different path." Oh. Like I need to understand the story reasons for doing it. And you may have, you know, different people may have different reasons for that technique. But I did not understand the choice in Black Panther. I have play to watch it. I have to watch it again to see because. Yeah, I'm they not undid sure. the destruction because I guess maybe it was just an interesting choice, like rather than seeing. But they show all the destruction. Yeah, she's they to do. Play you're back right. She's, what everything is? She super Superman won it. She undid it, right? <laughs> but the, but it wasn't really. It was just her memories in reverse. And I thought, what a weird way to remember the things that have happened because she can't undo it. She's I wonder not if actually... it was just. I wonder if it was a way to get back to T'Challa because he's the last thing that she sees, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe just it's a way to show them moving back, but I don't know. I I just I didn't understand the choice. Uh, but again, it could have just been an artistic choice that wasn't yeah, actually maybe. trying to like plot wise. Because I think you know norm. But when I watched it though, I go, oh my gosh, everything we just watched, all the death, all the war, it's not real. <laughs> like they just that a- that would have been like a, the the biggest f u to the to the film watcher if all of a sudden they're like, by the way, everything you just watched, all that emotion you just put into that doesn't exist. I mean, it, it wouldn't undermine everything, but if, if she had to make a choice and it went back to the point where she had to go down a different path, is she right. going to be Killmonger? Is she going to be... Well, then the- we do see... Yeah, I guess that's true. But then we do see Angela Bassett. She find, she does have another... Vi- like a, a yeah. Panther vision, uh, and it's Angela Bassett, and she you know gives her the talk, and um, this Tell is her. where Shuri says, look, to Namor, you yield, yield right now and Wakanda will do everything we can to keep you safe. You are we're not going to attack you. You know, we're on the same page and he yields. And I will say there is a moment where he does say Imperious Rex, which I was like that's pretty dope because that's his little catchphrase in the comics, like that's his call to arms basically when you know it's about to get real for Namor. <laughs> um and he, when he does says it here I was like and it was understated, like it's under his breath. Yeah. I was like that's pretty good. Uh and just as the Wakandans who are you know, they've the the not Atlanteans have killed all of the Wakandans except for the except for the ones that we know. Okoye's army has these pretty dope suits that Shuri was designing throughout That's the true. film. Yeah, and uh, they give them super strength, and they're kind of like Iron Man esque. You know, they're they're flying around, and um, they're just they're pretty cool looking armor. And I think Okoye is pretty hesitant. We see her with different uh, she doesn't like uh, it. electricity <laughs> daggers and things. You know, they want the spear. They all get the spear when they join this army. It's a big ritualistic type thing, and right. they they have their their way. And so she's more set in those ways and doesn't want all the technology, but to fight these Talakians, whatever we're calling them, <laughs> fight the army, they have to to step it up. And so they eventually bring out those suits and Ironheart's there fighting. In um, her not Iron Man suit, yeah. which I was pretty great. Uh, so, yeah, so then they, they call yield. it off. Yeah. They call it off, yeah. And uh, everything kind of is okay, right? They're rebuilding Wakanda. So this was an interesting ending, though, because I thought, man, she's putting a lot of trust in this guy who seems That's true. fine. 
You know, yeah. <laughs> like they show up on the plane, like standing next to each other. Hey, we just had a fight to the death. And yeah. she's both alive, but she hey, had this guys, dagger to my throat because <laughs> we have reached an agreement. Right, it's always right. a weird thing when the when uh, whenever the hero lets the villain, you know, so to speak, if we're putting him in those terms, live right because and not Arthur, put them in jail. Or right, something. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Right, and that was the same thing I said. Like it's one thing to not kill the person because our heroes don't kill people right that mm-hmm. they need to face justice they need to be in prison they need to answer for their crimes but when you just let them go and you're like seeing they're going to team up someday it's just weird that they don't right. have to actually answer the more for i thought crimes. about it though it, i kind of liked it because it sort of speaks to the character of namor that he yeah. really is trustworthy like this he yeah. has a word that he gives and he honors that and he even goes down to the people you know his people later and he says look i made a decision that day and this is going to be better for us i have my reasons well, i'll he, tell you Nomura is not happy with it yeah well so i think she once he explains he's like look i bend the knee to wakanda but there's going to come a point where they're going to need us because now they have opened the opened the door to the surface world. They know that all of this exists and they the the humans are not going to stop. And there's yeah. going to come a point when Wakanda's going to come to us for help, for help. And then we've got them. But what's so, his like, end game? He just still kind of seemed kind again, of villainous, though, I, right? I, I, I still I don't like know. I still like his character though because no, no, no. I, I agree. He's not, just, he's not in this just to fight. You know, he yeah. has reasons, and he could very easily turn on somebody. But right yeah. now, at least, I take him at his word that he he'll honor the agreement his, for now. Yeah, his agreement. I agree. Until... There is just something about when he's painting and Namora comes in all mad. I can't believe he did this, whatever. And he's like, "Oh, they'll need us." There's something a little mustache twirling about that, and I just there can't is. Quite but get that's Namor. That's yeah. Namor, right? Namor, right. his his main focus, his his main goal is to protect the water. Yeah, that's his goal, and, and he will. People. And sometimes his people, and sometimes he will do what he needs to do to get to that end. Clearly, game. if striking a deal with Wakanda to keep his people safe is what he needs to do, then he'll do it. Yeah. But that does not mean Wakanda is out of the frying pan yet, right? You know, um, so there is no post credit sequence there is a mid credit sequence oh you guys sat and watched the whole thing though i did right? god damn <laughs> so did it I. our whole uh. theater did and then nothing comes up <laughs> no no the black panther will return i, I was like I come looked, on i looked it up before and i had oh, to go pick smooth. up my son for school so we were like really <laughs> close on time so like i i had to bolt so i looked it up usually i stay but i was like is there no and they said it because uh the after credit scene is always the comedy scene the mid credit yeah, is setting up i guess that, yeah I you it. can't really do With that the tone, i guess that yeah. makes sense yeah um so but that's what we talked about earlier it's to T'Challa has a son. Yeah, so. Shuri goes to Haiti to con- to finish the ceremonies. We're a year we're a year later, uh, and part one of the ceremonies that is referenced is you burn the ritual like outfit that you wore to your loved one's funeral a year later as a, like a, a way of closure. And Shuri wouldn't burn the one she wore to T'Challa's funeral. Uh, so here we are at Haiti. You know, in Haiti, uh, we've got Lupita Nyong'o and Nakia. Uh, Nakia, thank you, and and Shuri, and Shuri's like, I just let me do it by myself, and Nakia says, okay, so she's out there burning it, and then they, she sits, uh, Nakia sits down, and this is the reveal, right? Is that here comes this little boy, and it, like same deal. As soon as he walks up, you're like, I know who that oh, is. Yeah, exactly. Right. I know exactly I you, who that I is. To meet your aunt. I just want you to say it out loud. Let me hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just say it, please. Just say it. 
uh, and the kid it, gives a killer line read. Like he's just like you know he's he's very sweet and he's very mm-hmm. earnest and um, I think he says that you know she's like you've got a you know this is your aunt Shuri and she's like oh you've got a cool name and he says his name and he's like but that's not my name and then he says his name is T'Challa. And I was that's like, when oh. that's when my theater had some applause and some. Cheers. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was definitely yeah. like an odd like a like you could hear people starting to cheer, but then it like went right back down. Like right. it was very. Yeah, very quick. Uh, and, you know, Marvel, like we said, Marvel said, we're not going to recast Chadwick Boseman. So now they've got that's a smart way to not recast. It's a, it's a brilliant way to not that's... to you still got a T'Challa. Yeah. You can still tell Black Panther stories. You can I mean, you could say 15 years from now. Bingo. You've got, you've got a 25 year old we're, in real time we're almost less. in real time right they fast yeah. forward a little bit but they're pretty close and for yeah. this to be such a young kid you, i just don't know how they're gonna they can do whatever they want they could say black panther i mean sure he's the black panther for now and then black panther 3 is set 20 well, years i know later. but then you're but then you're 20 years later i'm just saying with the timelines and everything moving together pretty close to real time in order to bring him in you're going to either well, look at some... what's on the schedule is there a black panther 3 on the schedule already no, because if I not we so. might be lo- we might be waiting yeah. 10 or 12 years anyways <laughs> <laughs> right 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 uh and that's how it ends. and i think i think that's a this is uh this is one of my top five marvel movies like, I enjoyed I think, it. I, I think this is fantastic. I think they took a lot of risks doing a movie like this, not just hammering you with the action. They uh, they deal with grief and loss, and they live in that. And the characters, it's it's downbeat. They're going through it, but it's also relatable. And I think that they took a big risk in making a big blockbuster like this, and I think it paid off. I I give them credit for their ambition with making something so different and i think given the circumstances they did a really great job yeah you're right yeah i i I don't i'm not sure i like this one quite as much as the first black panther no i'm in the same boat yeah and but but i think a big reason was because your two leads in that movie aren't here and it makes a totally difference the the charisma that they bring and the roles that they bring yeah it it is you couldn't have you couldn't have made it any other way but you're just right. not going to have them back so. i i think this is like the movie that you go that was really good and i don't need to watch that again right like i just oh i, I, don't I thought this so. was really good but it's not a fun enough movie where i'm always going to want to watch black panther 2 where the first one yeah i think you can get more of a rewatch it's just this is the type of movie that just isn't you know what i'm saying it's not i'm not saying that it i has... i got i gotta respectfully disagree i think this well, is, that's fine I, maybe, I, maybe not maybe not like I'm not going to come back to this one as often as I come back to Civil War or... That's what I'm saying. I just like don't that, think it has but, the rewatch value. Oh, I think it does. There's really th- good I, movies that you don't watch every year. You know what I mean? Fair. It's th- yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just... It, it, again, the movie's really good and they did a great job with it, but I think that it just doesn't have that rewatch value that Marvel movies generally do where you throw it on because it, they're fun, right? It, it's This movie has some fun in it, but because it's so downbeat, because it but has do you watch, to be... Do you rewatch The Eternals? I would rewatch the Eternals. I, I you think, but the Eternals is not fun. There's no, there's no fun in that movie at all. Mm. I, I mean, you make it fun in that one. You make it. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely see the the similarities. I do think it's more fun than this one. But I hear you. But Kevin, what you're saying is the same thing I brought up earlier. Where, dude, this movie was fantastic 
but yeah. you're comparing it to even more fantastic movies. <laughs> it's yeah. just so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But it, they did a great job, really. Ryan Coogler is a hell of a director. Oh, and, man. And you didn't mention earlier, you mentioned like, yeah, you have to deal with the passing and comparing it to James Wan and dealing with Paul Walker's death. You also didn't mention you've got the death of Chadwick Boseman. You've got COVID. And then you've sure. got and then you've got uh, Latita Wright yeah. getting injured. I mean, Ryan Coogler. I mean, that wasn't the only issue. Some, she some had, Twitter but, issues there. Yeah. Well, right, but yeah. I mean, but seriously, you're facing. He is facing an uphill battle with this one, and big time, huge uphill battle. And the fact that it came out and was handled so beautifully. Again, all the respect and admiration. Ryan Coogler is a brilliant director, and you know, yeah, I, good, I, this is yeah, I agree. Um, what's what's their next thing? Do they have something? Oh, it is Ant Man. This right. is the end of Phase Four, right? This is the end of Phase Four, and there's no, no Avengers or anything, so it's just starts it? Phase Five, I guess. So Phase Five, I guess that makes sense because that is definitely heavy with Kang and the mm-hmm. whole shebang. Which I was, man, I saw. I have not watched any of those trailers until I saw the one at the beginning of this one, and I was like, what a what a crazy tonal shift that <laughs> series right. has had. That's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, and in, in the best, I love Paul Rudd. I think uh that movie looks a lot of fun but i don't know what it is going to be yeah we'll see i mean take I anytime think point, anytime michelle fiver's on the big screen i'm in but at this point joe i, I think you better uh keep your reservations of well this could be the one <laughs> i think <laughs> i've given up man like they've just they you know they're just like hey we're gonna do uh werewolf by night yeah and it's gonna work it's all gonna work. it's yeah it's all gonna work we don't got even, the, ho- don't we got the holiday special coming up i yeah, mean i just can tell is, you right now that's crazy. gonna work i mean it's yeah, just of course it i is. haven't seen it but i just know it's gonna work guardians kevin three. bacon baby oh it's good stuff go wrong so uh speaking of coming up yeah so let's talk about the movie that you just directed rick tell us a little bit about that oh thank you yeah well this is sort of why Talk to you guys. I'm trying to get it out there a little bit, but oh wait a minute! You didn't just come on because you love us. You have something to push. Oh. <laughs> I do, but you know, I'm always trying to synthesize. Like, what can I do? <laughs> no, tell us about it. So this was always a bucket list item for me. Was just I want to direct, write, direct something. So uh, we did it. If you're into low budget or even micro budget movies and listen to that kind of stuff, you hear the advice that gets thrown around all the time: is just do it, just make it. Don't wait for anybody else yeah. to do it for you. Um, so that's what we did. And we shot at two miles from my house and 30 miles from where all these huge movies are shot. <laughs> did you wait? Did you just like uh, leave the door of the Marvel studios unlocked and like come in and, and use the set <laughs> at night or something? Man, I can't tell you how many times I've thought like they have all this space right here and I'm friends with so many of these people. What if I could just like get in there? They've got this you huge know, 360 degree screen. I can put any backgrounds on. Highland <laughs> studios. You probably don't know this. Well, actually it was renamed to Trilla studios, but when it was built, it was built right next to a school, which was oh. only used, oh. like an elementary school, which okay. was only used, open for like a year or two. And then they took over the school and turned it into production offices. But it still looks like a school. Okay. You know, it's like hallways <laughs> and the urinals are down to your ankles because they're for little kids. <laughs> right, and the, right. the water fountains you got to lean over and drink from. <laughs> right. um, and uh, a bunch of the Spider-Man school stuff is shot in that school. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no that's kidding. awesome. So that's fun. Even though, even though it's like a studio, there's still like other things there that that's hilarious. For other things, <laughs> Locker, lockers and such, like down the hallway. I've thought about that before. Like, could I at least get in the production offices? Right? <laughs> that's funny. So, so tell us about your film. But so uh, this is a movie. It's called Solid Rock Trust, and we were talking a little bit about 
before um, we started recording, but um, obviously I had a budget and I wrote this with a budget in mind because so many of the movies that I edit, um, I'm an assistant editor for Marvel, but I edit, you know, on the side for yeah. other features because I'm interested in that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so many of them, I think, fail when it comes to their production quality because they're trying to do locations like all the other movies and huge yeah. casts like all the other movies. And they just don't have the money to do that. So my idea was, what if we took that same budget and made it look like an independent movie instead of a micro budget movie, which is what a lot of those end up looking like. Um, and so I wrote this thing to take place in one room. Um, it's a bank heist. It's a drama. It's a thriller. I got all that in there, except we kind of stick to that place. Um, and it is a genre movie, right? So it's a bank heist genre. And if you like those kind of movies, you're going to see all the points that you hit in those movies, oh, yeah. double crossings, oh, and, yeah. um, romantic scenes and gunfire and all that stuff. Except the, the, the trick here is we're only hearing it over the phone because we're with the woman in the chair for the whole movie. And she's orchestrating this whole thing. You, you know what it reminded me of now? That you, uh, what's the one that they just remade with Jake Gyllenhaal? Did you watch that one? Yeah, yeah. I watched that after I was done with this one. I mean, I saw the, I saw the trailer for that. And I thought, <laughs> I know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not making trying, this movie right now. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not trying to say like, you know. No, oh, no, it's totally goes, the same but, thing. But, but, but he's a phone operator for 911, or he's a cop that gets put on the, the phone and, and uh, has to talk through these things going on. And so you've seen uh, these movies get made recently and on paper sometimes you're like how will that work but when you totally. when you have the 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 writing that works like it does in your film when you have the writing and the the characters that are saying the right things that can paint the picture but then also equally important not only is what you're hearing the characters say but the person on the receiving end like your lead actor who has to Compelling. take yeah. take all this information and react to it right if you don't have the person that is the caliber that can do that and you've seen some really big actors do it you've seen Tom Hardy and Locke you've seen Jake Gyllenhaal in the Norwegian remake of the remake of the Norwegian movie. I can't think of the name of the movie for some reason. Uh, but you've seen these big name actors do it. I think because. it was called The Guilty. And then there the was another one. Ryan Reynolds was in. Ryan Reynolds in a coffin. Man, hey, that one there, boy. Woo, same thing. Like, you tell people this whole movie takes place in a coffin. You're like, how though? You can't do a movie that way. And then you watch it. You're like, oh, that's. But how. you can. You know. You, you yeah. can and and so the point is though you you listen to those movies and I think the reason why they get sold is because people are like how do you do that and they're like oh we'll get this big actor and you have to have a really good actor to do it so they only work if your lead is compelling and able to handle that and and what is the name of your lead actor uh, right? so her name's Coco Marshall okay she, she mean, kills it man she, she does a yeah really good job so she, you hit the nail on the head because you're. <laughs> I mean, I even knew going into this, this is going to be a tough sell because how can you watch a movie in one room? Um, so I was in the script phase, I was throwing everything I could at it, you know, with pro plot twists and interesting things happening out on the other end. And then one of the things I put in was that this woman would have a bunch of different accents and she, kind whoever, of she, whoever she's talking to, she's playing a different person to them. So none of them know they're talking to all the Which same. Which was a pretty which was really yeah. a brilliant thing i've never seen in a heist movie where the person for like call it plausible deniability or whatever like so that each person doesn't have so much information to implicate the others that would right. actually mislead on purpose and that way not in like i'm gonna steal all your money and screw you over way but for the 
deniability. In case, in case anybody I, gets caught, and they're just like, oh, I was talking to a Russian gal. I was talking to a British gal. Right, I mean, exactly. That is a really unique idea. Did you, I mean, did you get that from anywhere? Was that your, well, no, like... No, I, I was just was... thinking, what could we do to pump this up and yeah. make it more interesting? Because we're just going to be watching her. Mm-hmm. So what could we do that would make an actress, you know, want to do this part? And would yeah. be interesting for us to keep an eye on. So we went on this hunt for someone who we could afford, obviously, but who <laughs> had this skill, right? Does she know different languages or is she just good at accents? Yeah. So she came into the um, audition and I looked at her her demo reel yeah. and she just knows all these accents and she speaks okay. four languages. That's awesome. She's okay. incredible. And in fact, I had less accents in the script and then she started bringing them to oh. me. And I was <laughs> like, like, hey, hey could I do this accent for this part and this can accent you, for can this you part? Throw like said, six yeah, more, please. Can you throw six more phones? Can you throw six more phones on that desk there? Because I got some accents oh, for I you, I can't buddy. write all these people. No. <laughs> and so far, everyone... Literally everyone who's talked to me about it afterwards is like, man, she is so good and her accents are so believable. That's what I, it really, I was impressed. I'm like, well, this is someone that obviously found someone that can do accents. They did, you didn't find just a good actor and you're like, hey, right. I need you to learn these. Like she had the skill. No, that clearly. was part of it going in. I was like, I know I'm looking for somebody who um, I'm going to enjoy watching on screen for this yeah. whole time and somebody who can do this in a way that's believable, you know? Yeah. Because you also don't want it to be bad, and then you're like, eh, you can't really." <laughs> well, I don't, I don't buy this. <laughs> and another, I mean, another movie that I'm thinking of, like Ten Cloverfield Lane, that all takes place in the same bunker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, right. The, the movie Room, right? For most of the time, oh, yeah, is in totally. a room. So there, and, and look at the actors involved: John Goodman, Brie Larson. Like, right. So she's she's uh you know walking amongst giants in these type of films. Like, you have to have an actor that's high qu- caliber, and she does a really great job with it, and. So the 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 concept is really unique, and like you said, you might think, how can that work? How can you possibly do that? But we've just rattled off a whole bunch that are really good, and right. it just shows you the concept can work with the right writing and the right actors. And it's interesting. It's almost like whenever you do a movie like this or like The Guilty and those, it, it's almost like an audio drama brought to life because you're yeah, listening exactly. to a lot of it. But you get so the- much of it is your imagination, and you're picturing what yeah. is happening on the. There's, I will say, there's a certain point in this in your movie that as I'm watching it, I was like, Oh my God. Like I would, my blood would be boiling. <laughs> I, I think, you know what I'm talking about? Just Hopefully having a couple times th- there are, but there's one in particular where it's just like, all you can do is listen to it and oh, yeah. for the yeah. best. Yeah. And, oh, you know, try to try to try to play that was it part of it too, was it's sort of an experiment. And you know, when you're sitting watching these movies, any movie, any action movie, safely from your seat, you're still connected to those people and you're worried yeah, yeah, about yeah. them. Yeah. But this is one step even further removed because you're worried about her worrying about them. Right. And right. is that still going to work? Right. Do yes. you care when you hear terrible things happening to someone you've never even seen before? You only The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's a, it's a really cool concept and it's cool to take a bank heist to be listening to it in this way it's just i've never had a movie where usually you see the the bank heist and you you think of heat or you think of dog day afternoon all these things like you said that you've added to the script that are some of the elements but we've never had it described in this way and listened in on it but we play with that a little too in the dialogue at the beginning where she's talking about you're not even here with us you're over there yeah she says something like i've seen it all before and that's my message to the audience like yeah we know you've seen this all before but you do a good job in a different way yeah with the sound mixing and, and you hear gunfire at certain points like i'm not gonna spoil the plot but you do hear some of that stuff and i thought to myself I'm like wow they did a really good job with the sound effects oh good 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was it was I, I, I agree that I all those ones that we rattled off I think are great and I think this was also pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah, thank I, you. I, I watched it uh well, last night. Um but yeah, I think she is you're absolutely right is this movie it hinges on her and she delivers a pretty amazing performance. And in uh, hindsight, I feel so lucky that we found her because you know, you show up on day 1, we only shot for like 11 days. So I'm doing like a lot of pages in a day. Yeah. yeah. If you know How many pages in a day are you doing? A, nor- a normal film like especially at Marvel, you're doing like two, three pages a day, maybe four. If yeah. you're in an action sequence, it's even less because you'll yeah. shoot, you know, a three minute action sequence in three days. Sure. sure. But we were doing like 10 or 12 pages oh, in a boy. day. And our biggest one was 20, which actually turned out to be the best stuff. It was oh. in the later half of the movie when she's yeah. like really stressed out and tired. Like we really did that. <laughs> all Man, at once, so. that's crazy. Well, Some of just... that isn't just performance, you know. Like her, <laughs> well, really. when you're talking, well, when you're talking about shooting all these pages in a day, I, I'm really thinking that's her doing. I mean, it's mainly her doing. Exactly. That's what work. I mean. Is that's I felt, a... and we showed up on day one, and she could just go for 15 pages. That's amazing. Like, line by line by line, Damn. and not miss well, anything. And it was really just like us keeping up with her. Okay, yeah. we got it. Let's go to a different angle. <laughs> nice. Well, so so to get a little bit of a peek behind the camera again, when you're talking about all the people on the 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 phones, like did they do any of that live or was it mixed in later? How did you do all that? I was trying to figure out how I wanted to do that because you don't just want to have someone who's not an actor on set like feeding her yeah. lines because then you miss out on performance stuff. Right. And this was also happening during COVID, so we were kind of limited in what we could, you know, the groups of people we can get together and we're trying to avoid all that kind of stuff. So my idea was what we're doing right now is we did zoom calls for the whole movie ahead of time. Okay. And we recorded her on her end and them on their end. Good deal. And we literally just went through one character at a time, all their scenes for a day. And then the next character, all their scenes for a day, the next character, all their scenes for a day. So they got to perform off one another and they were performed off one another. They could see their faces and we, you know, talked through the scenes and made it all work. That's cool. And because then at the I mean, end of the day, I would edit it all together with her spaces yeah. still there. And I sent it all to her for her iPod. And while she was on the plane and when we yeah. had downtime or at night, she would listen to what she was going to act against on the next day. Oh, That's, cool. Man, and that she is... had the whole thing memorized and it was paced the way I wanted to already. And we just hit play on a speaker in the room and man, she I, just like did it. <laughs> cool. I, lo- I love that DIY stuff, man. That is yeah, so, was, that is so it dope, worked out man. So well, it worked out so well. Cause well, she just knew line after line after line. Sure. Sure. That's the question. And really at that have. point, at that point it was less of a performance, you know, on the day. It's more like recreating the performance we had already decided on. Right. Well, that's that's the thing. That's how you always wonder with movies when they're on phone calls and your whole movie is basically on phone calls. And so it's a lot more. But you wonder, how are they doing that? Are they listening on the day of the performance? Are they recording it before and then like playing it back like like you were saying? Uh, so it's always a question of like, how does that even happen? And it's fascinating. Usually they have the actors doing the voices, you know, in another room and making yeah. phone calls in or at least. But we just couldn't make that happen no that's understandable no, but think, it works but it still yeah. worked out yeah. and in fact i think it was for the benefit because part of the story is her disconnected from everyone else oh and, sure sure it sure. comes across where you want to see those people you want to see them but you can't because yeah. she's in a different place and she's powerless in a lot of ways true so oh, man. that being said it was tough it was tough <laughs> for her because how do you act when there's nobody there to act against and it's a valid point on day two, I was like, I realize what I'm asking of you because usually you're asking an actor to react 
and then right. say a line and react and say a line. But in this one, I have no one else to cut to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just cutting to you. That's so silly. we're getting different angles, but you have to be reacting all the time because Oof. I can't just cut away from a bad performance, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's really, really cool. Uh, so uh, it's on Amazon right now. Is that the main way to watch it? Um, you can watch this on Amazon for rental. It's on rental right now or purchase. So it's on Amazon. It's on Google Play. It's on YouTube Movies. It should be on Tubi with ads. So you can watch it for free oh, cool. very soon, um, within maybe even a couple weeks. Okay. And then at some point, it'll be on YouTube Movies um, through our distributor. They have their own channel. Um, and then they're always looking for new places to put it. So I don't know, maybe okay. one day it shows up on Roku or something. Yeah. But if you look for Solid Rock Trust on Google, you'll find all the places. And then um, if you look for Flashbulb Films, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Linktree, and you can find YouTube. You know, you can find the trailer and you can look for everything. Awesome. We'll post a link That's to awesome, it too man. when we post yeah, the episode. Sure. So uh, how did it feel directing your first feature and is there anything on the horizon? Any other oh man, projects? it was so fun. It's weird to sit in the editor, you know, assistant editor room on these big things mm-hmm. day after day after day and I love every second of it. It's one of those jobs where you pinch yourself, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. Whenever it gets boring, like any job gets boring at You're just like... But also, you, look. You look up I'm, and you're like, look well, what there's Captain right America. Yeah, yeah, right, right. There's Everyone Captain in the America's world shield. Wants to see this stuff right now, and I'm watching yeah. it. <laughs> that uh, is, yeah, that is pretty cool. But it was a strange feeling on the first couple of days to, you know, I've been writing the script for so long, and finally it's like right in front of you, and yeah. there's actors doing it, and there's lights look great, and the camera. Yeah. And man, coming to life, it's it's a unique feeling. That's awesome, man. That's yeah, we're just, we're just really proud of it. I think it turned out really, really well. I think you'll watch it and kind of forget you're watching a, an indie movie because right, it's, yeah. it's different than most indie movies that you've seen. Yeah, you, you definitely have higher production value. I mean, in it, even though it is in the one location, though, you you filmed that lo- one location to the highest of your abilities, right? Like it's and hopefully you forget that too. Like you're just sucked into the story and oh, you know sure. where, you know where she is and you know what she's dealing with. And it's important to you as much as it is her and you're along for the ride. And yeah. Well, actually the... I've gotten that feedback from people that, man, I can't believe it just flew by. There's something always happening. <laughs> well, they, again, through the writing and, and what's going on with all these different characters, you're invested in the characters. You're not thinking about how you're seeing the one location because you're painting this picture of the bank and of everything else that's going on. And so you really do kind of disappear into that. Oh, I mean, see, I disagree because I think that she is giving you a pretty good idea of what we're looking at, right? Because she's describing where people are supposed to be and things like that. So when, you know, I can picture this bank in my head because she is describing there's a hallway here. There's a vault yeah. here. There's the stairs here. There's this here. So I was like, I, I, I really appreciated that because a, you don't have to film all that. And B you're giving me enough of a description. I was like, okay, I think I know where we are. Right. In right. This bank. Yeah. And a lot of ways it is like a radio play that way. Yeah. Where you're just yeah. trusting the audience to fill in the gaps. Yeah, I agree. Maybe I misspoke. I was saying I think you forget that you're in one location because they oh, do oh, such a sure. good job painting the picture of all the other areas. Yeah, I agree. I with got that. what I wasn't, you were saying. Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't saying that it, you're just in one area. That, no, no, I I totally agree. That's what I'm saying. So you did a really great job with it. Um, people should check it out. I think it's like yeah, you, it's absolutely if, if five bucks to rent or something on Amazon. Yeah, it might be four. I think it's, it's weird. I'm just noticing now that the Amazon prices kind of fluctuate yeah. sometimes. Four fifty. Open four fifty. Take it or leave. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and then if you do watch it, please, I would love for you to leave me a review or a rating somewhere, whether it's on Amazon or, or IMDb. Yeah. 
Awesome. Do, do you want to do another one? Are you after doing this writing and directing? Is there? Yeah. So I have a couple more scripts of various levels of budget that I would like to try to tackle. And okay. um, the next one, I, I'm thinking about doing a horror movie. I really like Ooh. the horror genre. Gi- Joe's giant, ears just but giant, it would size, always, giant size man thing. <laughs> it would always be. I'm really interested in taking genres and kind of flipping them around. So whatever that is, that would still be my goal. You know what I mean? So this was a bank heist like you've never really seen. And I'd like to do a horror movie in that way where well, it's still scary. It, it still follows, it, you know, the tropes and stuff. Yeah. But... Would you make a Monster Squad 2? <laughs> I kind of like the Monster Squad movie. You're goddamn you right you like the Monster Squad. Well, thank you very much for your time, Rick. <laughs> That's been the show. That was one I saw as a kid. And of course, I remember, I remember it. And then um, you guys would rag on that. No, all the time. Not you, and, not you guys, uh, not you guys. The show as a, as a whole, and yeah. not not the show as a whole. Yes, no, it is, is the collective the opinion of the show. Kid. I could, I didn't even yeah. like piece together that it was the same thing until it's I looked one, it up it's one wonderful. day. Oh it's, goodness, it's well, funny. funny. Well, all right, well, Tom, take it away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, no, thank you for joining us, Rick. It, it yeah, is, Rick, uh, that was so good, man. It was pleasure. so fun to it was so fun to see you guys. Yeah, and uh, it's been a dream. Yeah, well, thank you oh, for supporting the show, man. That's pretty dope. Yeah, thank you're you so too much. I need to do better at the League of Show Shares because I'm not very good at posting stuff on Facebook. I mean, you can you can share, share, share this one. I have someone to do that, but yeah, start with share this one. And well, we don't start. Don't we start with this one because we won't read your name. No, we need. He's on the show. He's got to share. Oh no, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, but I oh, I'll definitely share. Yeah, I could do better at that, but I. I'm on your Facebook group and um, I've chimed in there a couple of yeah, times. So maybe yeah. People recognize my name and stuff, but um, hopefully we can recruit some of them to check this one out. Awesome. Well, thank yeah, you again for, for joining sure. us. And, so and thanks that... for bringing me on for a big episode too. Cause I know yeah, yeah. Likes the, Marvel, the Marvel stuff. There you go. The uh, Marvel bump. That's right. That's right. Good that Marvel <laughs> right. bump, baby. Well, that's it for this episode. I don't know what's going on next week. And I certainly did not uh, think of a spoiler to read. So <laughs> until next time, bye. You've been warned. Get ready for a spoiler Won't say it twice Cause we already warned you Better watch out It's gonna ruin the plot Real spoilers Real spoilers Real spoilers Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.